Podcast. We got a great show today. We got Alan Juban in studio coming off a huge win over Ben Saunders. That was one of the best fights. That I've was seen. like two years ago, bro. You Does can stop hyping that shit. Still a great fight. <laughs> still a great fight. And Ben knocked out Ellenberger. Yeah, so true, he's uh Ben 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 still got it. Um and of course we got the Ween Dog here. What's up, dude? And the Greg Wilson or yeah. Greg Romero Wilson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you dropped a the? Yeah. Really? Yeah. All right, Greg Romero Wilson. And, uh, and of course, I want to thank our sponsor, Speedweed. Listen, people, marijuana is now legal in California. No reason to leave your house to get it. Okay, they will deliver it right to you. And they got everything from <clears throat> marijuana to CBD to marijuana sex, cannabis-enhanced sexual lubricant, marijuana beef jerky, flour, oil, vapes, Everything. They got the best marijuana you could smoke, and they will come right to you. No point if I have to get out of your car or get into your car, spend money on gas. You go to a dispensary now, it's like, it's like a Vons. The line is down the block. You got to wait. Yeah. It's pretty annoying people in there sometimes. Okay, so they will come to you. <laughs> I know time is very valuable. Have them come to you. Go to speedweed.com. Follow them at Speedweed at, on social media. Follow them on Instagram. Check them out. Mention Roasted. You get $10 off. Orders $100 or more. The guy Gino's, he's the guy in charge. Really, really great guy. Uh, super happy. Now, Alan. Yo. You were supposed to fight last week. Damn it, I was. UFC Germany. And then you, you broke your neck. What happened? <laughs> Basically, it feels like it. That sucks. Man, I went through an entire fucking camp. You know, I did, uh, like you said, the, the last fight was Ben Saunders. Broke my foot in four places in that fight. So I went through... The recovery of that got healthy. Went through an entire camp, eight to ten week camp, killed it. I mean, oh, I was man. I was in beast mode, and then two weeks before the fight, uh, wrestling. You know, it, it, wrestling is what did it. But uh, I shot in on a Monday on Kenny Johnson. He stuffed it hard, and you know, I got a stinger, and my arm kind of was tingling. But whatever, I was able to train, train throughout the week, and then on Friday for sparring. I went to shoot in on, uh, on, on Eve Edwards, and uh, I punched, and then I shot, changed level, and I shot, and it was the same. He's southpaw as well, and so is Kenny Johnson, so it was the same collision, the same. Now, were you fighting a southpaw, which is why you were going Yes, on? exactly. So I've been going to a lot of southpaws. So um, two stingers in the same spot in the yeah. same week, and my arm went numb. Arm I didn't even know Eve was, was out there. Uh, Eve, Eve trains with you guys? He was at Muscle Farm on Friday when, when, I, when I trained at Eve. Uh, Kenny Johnson was at Black House, so... <laughs> Right. Yeah, uh, I love the names of these places. Muscle yeah. Farm, Muscle Team Farm. Alpha yeah. Male, yeah. Alpha, Black exactly. House. Yeah, They're yeah. getting more creative as they go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, two stingers in the same week. And uh, look, I, I have a pretty good pain tolerance. But um, when you have like a, um, a bulge disc in your neck or you know, oh. your nerves. Um, now, Kenny's your coach. Did, it, you, it, it did your coach you get upset for hurting you? Man, he felt bad. But like I told him, it wasn't him. Like, you know, it was the accumulation of everything. You know, it was, it was getting two stingers in the same week. Uh, and then, you know, just getting an x-ray and an MRI on my neck, they show you. They're like, dude, because of what you do for a living, you're going to have arthritis. You're going to cancel. So I already had shit going on. But at the end of the day, the reason I had to cancel the fight, I had two, two uh, um, um, what do I call it, bulge disc and two bone, bone spurts in my neck. And my left arm was numb. So... Um, it was tough to watch, man. It was tough to watch that fight. It's always weird watching 
somebody that you fought already or or watching someone fight in your place because you don't really know how to what to do you know do you root for the yeah, guy that yeah right you right right beat or, or so lost who, who, to who, or do you so who were you supposed to fight i was supposed to fight danny roberts right the, i had to cancel they replaced me with a local german guy they went in there and i'm not being a hater bro i, I don't have hater in me but i get jealous but it was a sloppy fight, dude. I would have smoked both of them. I'm just being completely honest. I'm speaking from the heart here. I would have smoked these guys. The kind of shape and pre- preparation that I did for this fight, uh, the kind of shape that I was in and, and the preparation for this fight, I was watching and thinking, holy shit, I would have smoked these guys. And they got fight of the night. They got they got oh, the 50 shit. G bonus. Were you training with uh, the funny. guy who knocked out Saki? Him, uh, yeah, Khalil Roundtree. How's yeah, that going? training with him. Man, um, what a huge win, dude. Like... Khalil was super nervous. I think he was coming off a loss or two. And you're going against arguably one of the best kickboxers ever stepped foot in the octagon. And we were saying, just fucking wrestle him, wrestle him, wrestle him. And me and Khalil were kind of working our wrestling the entire camp together. I wasn't sure if he was going to take the risk of wrestling. I say the risk. It was a smarter option. But when you're a a natural striker like Khalil is and kind of like I am, shooting in on his takedown is like, it's iffy because you're like thinking, fuck, if I don't get it, then I'm burning all my energy. Then I'm kind of. So you didn't showing. see that fight going that way at all? I thought he might take him down. I didn't think he was going to knock out Saki <laughs> in the first fucking round. Like That, that was, was amazing. And there was, was another insane. guy from Kenny Johnson's camp that won two recently on uh, LFA. Uh, Shit, dude. They went five, Black House went 5 and 0 oh on LFA um, last weekend. I can't even start naming off the guys, but Black House has been on a tear, man. They're doing really good lately. Um, like I said, it was just hard for me to watch the fight that I know I would have. I probably would have put him away. I feel like I, I would have put Danny Roberts away. But if not, it would have been fight of the night. That card had nine decisions. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was um, rough. And so anything that was remotely exciting got the fight of the night. Yeah, I was making a decision to go back to bed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was trying to watch it, and I'm like, what the? I, I was watching it one in the afternoon, but a lot of them. Because it was Sunday morning fights. and I was up yeah. late at night Saturday at the, at the Ha Ha. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, all right, I'll get up 9.30 to watch this. And I'm like, Jesus, like, man, this yeah, is, I might be. Yeah, I did the main court. I, I didn't do the, I didn't Which, watch Which, by the way, the funny thing, uh, I go to the Ha Ha and Adam texts me, hey, can you do the podcast on Tuesday mm-hmm. from, you know, from noon to two or whatever. And I, and I go inside and he's on stage. And I'm like, did you text me on stage? Yeah, right? <laughs> and I like, come to mind. He's like telling a joke. He's like, hey, you ever want to call your girlfriend on her birthday? Just hey. wait a minute. Hold on. No, it was, it was in between okay, shows. I, mean, I was hosting in between, you know. Okay, I, I tried to, because, you know, you know how it is, man. The is hilarious. You know how it is. Yeah. Yeah. How did he do this right now? You know, sometimes when you're hosting, you get, not, you don't get bored, but you're like, all right, what can I do this productive while someone's on stage. You know, I'm, I'm watching them to see if something's funny I can pick up on and yada, right. yada. But th- sometimes she overbooks it where it's just bring the next person up, yeah, bring the next person yeah, up. Yeah, that happens yeah. a lot. So I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm like making a flyer or, or I'm booking <laughs> the podcast. I just thought it was funny because I'm like, what you, when did he have time for this? He's on stage right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, I, I, see, like, I see on Instagram you post a lot of these... Uh, like you have a picture of some of the people that you that you're doing the show with, and there's sometimes there's like a lot of really pretty girls. <laughs> sometimes there's like a lot of like recognizable fighters or athletes. Yeah, are these people funny. Like I, um, I'm not, and I'm not talking. I'm not like making fun of them, but I'm just like oh, I'm oh, impressed. Yeah. To me, that's scary as hell. But I see these like really pretty girls. I'm like, are they funny? Or are they just good looking? No, so a lot laugh? of the, a lot of the girls are funny. Most of the girls are funny. The ones that are comics are funny. You know, some are funnier than others. But well, sometimes I'll book like 11 comics on a show, and I'll make like five different flyers. 
and I, I'll put like the four girls in bikinis on one flyer. So it looks like they're the only ones on the show. Because I know that that flyer will get 10,000 more comments. You know, putting like, the ugly funny guys. Yeah. Reputable, yeah. dependable, yeah. possible. But, the, but, the, but so like, people are always like, <laughs> these people are like, wow, these people look hilarious. Or like, because they're like, I know. the comments yeah. are funnier to me. You also have to remember, this is LA, and yeah. that's who's trying to do that here. Yeah, you know? yeah. A higher I mean, percentage it's of... it's a, it's not like this other places. I assure you. No, but, but no, I did a, I did a show with Sokaju and Sam Alvey and Galicio. Right. I'm yeah, seeing yeah. these people. I'm like, fuck. These guys are doing Sokaju. Sokaju. Is he funny. He was very charismatic. He okay. had he had a couple of really good jokes. But someone said they heard the joke before. I'm like. I'm not, I, look, if you took the joke, I'm not going to tell Sokoju I think you took a joke. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not going up to that guy. Uh, yeah. But he was, he was funny. He was very charismatic. Galicio Man, is, is funny. Sam Alvey told a very long story. Uh, <laughs> oh, really? But he's also a very charming guy. Did um, he smile the at all? Time. The entire time oh, okay. he was smiling at his own jokes. But sometimes it only seems like he smiles only when he gets hit in the face. Like, he gets yeah. hit in the, and, like, knocks the smile into his face. He, that dude like loves... Ha! That's probably, I think that's scarier than a guy that wants to kill you is a guy that's just laughing the entire time. For some reason, yeah. if I was fighting a guy that's like, that's what I'm saying. Up. It seems like that's his reaction. Like, he gets popping, he's like, nah, like, good one. Oh, unbelievable. But I'll tell you, so I've having the, the weirdest, uh, I'm having, okay, so I've been doing comedy 20 years. I auditioned for the Montreal Comedy Festival four years in a row. Sure. And at year like eight, nine, and 10, 11, and I kept getting four callbacks and then not getting it. And one time, I got four callbacks, and they called me. They're like, we want to see you again tomorrow. I'm like, you saw me today, yesterday. But what's mm-hmm. going to change? So like, we want to see you in another club. And that was the time when an old lady in the crowd threw a menu at my head and got offended at a joke. <laughs> Hit me in the middle of my head with a menu within four seconds of my comedy routine. And I couldn't recover. It was like mm-hmm. fucking... That only happens when you really need it. Of course. It was like, uh, of course, Nolan Ryan's grandmother's in the fucking crowd and hurls a menu at me. <laughs> so, so now, my wife is due on the 28th. I get a call last week. Guess what, Adam? Uh, you got into the Montreal Comedy Festival. I didn't even audition this year. Yeah. They just gave it to me. Yeah. Uh, so I'm like, great. The show is the 28th, which is like my wife's due date. No. So I'm like, fuck. All right. You know, obviously, I'm not going to miss my wife's due date because the, the rest of my life, I'll hear from her. And you weren't even there for your daughter's. Like, I'll be like, hey. Now babe. it's obvious. Like, no, it was always yeah. obvious. But <laughs> I know. That I'll be like, hey, babe, can you like DVR the fight? There was a wanna... good two weeks there where you were like, yeah. could I? I mean, what if it had? And then I could just leave that. Yeah. Like, no, I thought was he was going to say, well, obviously, I'm not going to miss the Montreal comedy. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> it's obvious. Obviously. 20 years. Obviously. Yeah. I, I also, I know. I'll be like, babe, can you DVR Maybe this fight? Go. I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't want to miss the fight. Well, you missed the due date. You know, yeah. I could just. So I'm like, I got to do it, right? You have to name your daughter Montreal. So now, like people are telling me there's like ways to get her to induce labor quicker whether it's uh you know skydiving or bungee jumping or you know things that like I'm stairs gonna, stairs i'm not gonna do that but they say sex does right mm-hmm. they say sex does so i'm like hey, knock her down the stairs so, mm-hmm. so now i'm like well i want to have Joke. sex with her all the time but she's on to me she's like you just want to go to montreal um, i'm like no i really want to I'm, I'm into nine month old women uh, no. that the fucking she turns me on <laughs> she's like well, why, she's, she's like, why are you talking french during sex you know, so, so, <laughs> But uh, I'm, I'm nervous. But, but the thing was, so last week, I'm supposed to go to Myrtle Beach last week to do comedy. And Tuesday night, I get a phone call. I'm over to the airport. I'm over to the show before I go to the airport. She's like, I'm like, babe, I'm headed to the airport after the show. I love you. You know, I'll, I'll be back. She, and when I bought the ticket for the show, I t- I'm like, babe, the 17th to 21st, you're not going to, you don't think this is going to be around. Oh, no, you'll be fine, right? Cut two, three months later. Babe, I'm on the way to the airport. Well, just so you know, you're, you're going to miss the birth. I'm like, what do you mean I'm going to miss it? She's like, yeah, I'm not feeling well. I think I'm going to have to go to the hospital tonight. 
So I'm, I'm like, really? Like, okay. So I call the booker who picks up the phone while he's on stage. Like, <laughs> thinking that it'll be funny, like, oh, I can't find the condo or something. And right, right, right. So then right. I'm telling him, I think my, my wife's pregnant. I think she's going to give birth. Now people are laughing because this is like part of his act now, you know? And he, he's like, you know what, Adam? Be there for your wife. I'll get someone else. So then I'm like, okay, I like stay in last week. We go to the doctor. They're like, well, on a one to four, as far as dilated, you're at a zero. So she's not even. Oh, so started nothing. So she's looking at me like, sorry, I don't. It's okay, babe. You know, I'm here for Good you. Good call, you right know, words. Good I love win. you. Good man. Yeah. But now I'm like, uh, I'm just nervous. I'm yeah, just, I'm nervous. But uh, you know, it is what it is. Um, hey, listen, you got the ticket. If you can go, you can go. If you can't go, you can't go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know. Well, wait, when she called you, she thought did her water break or anything like that happened? No, what no. She, she said, she's like, I'm call. feeling like. Like, I'm, I'm going to give birth. I'm like, uh, okay, well then, you know, and of course, it's also, I'm doing the Kevin Hart show, like the Kevin Hart showcase. That's the one I have to get yeah. right now with the biggest comic. And that the baby sucks. will still be bigger than Kevin Hart when it comes out. <laughs> but, so, yeah, that's and what I'm... you just lost a shit. So that, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. what I'm dealing with. Uh, but I'm, I'm excited, though. I'm excited. How, now, was your wife in a lot of, when you, when she gave birth, how was Man, I was, I was telling my son this the story the other day. I, I don't think he's old enough to get it. But yeah, we were... We went to bed at midnight, and at one in the morning, she screamed bloody murder, and, and, and I jumped up, and uh, her water broke, and then, you know, it was just, it was on, man. We had the bag packed and all that, and went to Cedar Side Nine and, and did it, man. But uh, I was telling my son it the other day and trying to avoid the actual where babies come from question. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I, I was How telling him the other day now? about that. He's only five, so oh, yeah. Okay. He's the one that we, fell in the fountain at like my wedding. Yeah. yeah oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But I was telling him that the other day that he's uh, famous because he was born at uh, at Cedars, which is like <laughs> a pretty famous hospital in terms of like people that have been born there and people that have died there. You know what I mean? Celebrities and whatnot. Wow. A lot of people have been in and out. You know, the doors. You know, I haven't been going to a lot of the the OBGYN visits because I've been on the road. Yeah. But I so I went last week, Greg, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't realize. That the doctor was gonna like stick his fingers up my wife's vagina. Yeah. Like, like, that, like no one, I wasn't really prepared for yeah, that. You gotta get a female doctor, dude. No, I, I got a male doctor. Luckily, he's like an Asian guy. He has small fingers. Yeah. But but, uh, <laughs> but still, I was looking like, at okay, him. Okay, I have nothing to feel threatened about with those. But fingers. I'm looking at him, and I'm like, if this guy smiles, I'm gonna fuck. It's on. You know, like there's, there's no way. Uh, but and then of course I'm making jokes. Like the nurse comes in, she's like, "Okay, take off your panties." I'm like, "Me too." And then she just didn't. No one laughed. Uh, but, <laughs> but except for Joe. So I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I mean, yeah, they got a they got a root. Of course, if they've had a male gynecologist at any point in their life, they've already gone through this a bunch. Where some, I mean, yeah, but being just, there with them is different. Yes, I know, but it's just like. Have you ever been with a girl while a doctor shoved her, his fingers up? I, doc, I think I didn't call him a doctor. You know. <laughs> <laughs> what did you call him? The guy that brought the coke. Oh, nice. Got it. <laughs> now, uh, also, um, so I called Alan last week because I went to jujitsu and uh, I was going, I was going, you know, rolling a little, I roll a little hard because I'm a wrestler and yada yada. And this kid had me in the sweep. It was the same sweep that I tore my ACL on, an mm-hmm. electric chair sweep. Like an electric chair, yeah. It was an electric chair. Oh, and good. the thing was is that it's such a fucked up move because you don't know that you're in pain. It's not really a painful move. It's uncomfortable, but they can pop your leg. And then the kid afterwards says to me, hey, man, did your leg pop? And I was like, no. Uh, he's like, okay, good. I go, why, did you hear a pop? And he said, no. And then I came back, and my web, leg was kind of funny all week. It wasn't feeling like, and I was worried about if I was, it was gonna, I was gonna take a shot, and then my leg would. How's it crumble. feeling now? Feels okay. Like I took right. your advice. You told me if you don't hear a pop, you're okay. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, and I also said that like a lot of times when you get in those compromising positions, it's going to feel funny for a week, but then it'll probably kind of sub, you know, go die it down. Pops, or what popped? Well, I mean, if hopefully not a ligament, but something. Right. Usually, it's a ligament or or um, yeah. meniscus tear or something like that. But if he didn't feel initial pain, a shooting pain, or hear a pop, then it's probably just you know you stretch something out and it maybe got a little swollen or something. Well, I asked him. I said, "What what did you do?" He's like, "Well, I didn't crank it." But I didn't hear a pop, so I thought I was doing something wrong. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? Is that? <laughs> We're trained. <laughs> I was really going for that pop. Yeah, I was really. But like, really? Like, like, is that? Wow. I, I'm not sure that's what he said, but that's, that's, that's what I heard. Uh, he, I might be misquoting the guy right now, but I'm like, holy shit. That, like that, I'm, I'm nervous now about going back to jiu-jitsu because I don't want to fuck up my knee again. It's a weird position because without getting too technical, the, the electric chair is kind of more of like a hip a it's hip. like they're making you do the splits. Right. They're kind of like making somebody force them into a split position. So it's kind of like submitting you from the hips, but your knee's the first thing to go. So it's kind of sneaks up on you, and that's probably why a lot of people get injured without knowing. Yeah, yeah I know. Can I tell you my knee is like ringing just talking about yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. No, so me. many people I know say so they tore their ACL doing the same thing. And you I'm don't wear like, like a knee brace when you roll? I, I was wearing a knee brace. Okay. So I'm happy I did that. And my knee didn't pop, but I still... Like maybe. an ace bandage type? Yeah. yeah. But it still made me think, like, what it am I doing this for? Maybe time for you to wonder <laughs> if you're too old to start training in jiu-jitsu. You think so? I, but I'm, I like it, though, and it's good for my whole... Yeah, like, but I've been, I went to Muay Thai yesterday and, uh, over at, at Five Star. Okay. And that at was... Five way, Star? Five Star is Henzo Gracie's gym. He opened up right over here. Okay. And uh, Kenny... Um, uh, the Jet? Not, no, no, no. Kenny the Jet Smith? Uh, the yeah, basketball the, analyst. Uh, they got a really good. Uh, they have, they have a really good. Uh, not Kenny Johnson. Kenny, what's his name? Kenny Thompson. Kenny. What's uh, about? What, what sport? Uh, uh, Jujitsu. The guy. Oh. Um, yeah, he's actually. Jiu-jitsu or Muay Thai? No, the Muay Thai. Jamie was helping me. This guy, Jamie. Uh, uh, Jamie Kilstein, who's, who's a comic, yeah. but mm-hmm. also really good at Muay Thai. Florian. And, what? Florian? No, no, Jamie Kilstein. No, he's. Uh, no, you're Kenny. trying to find the last name of Kenny. No, not Florian. I'm trying to think of the guy's name. Uh, he, he's 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 the main guy at Five Star. Now it's like totally fucking with me. Uh, TriStar or Five Star? Five Star and May. Uh, <laughs> I'm so confused right now. You need to smoke some more of the speed weed. Bro. No, I've been going to <laughs> Five Star uh, MMA, and the guy's really good. And I'm trying to think of the guy's name, and, he, and he's a, a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy, and he happens to be super nice. And I'm, I'll, I'll I'll find it anyway. So fights over the weekend. Where did you think of the fights over the weekend? The uh, the, the main event. Anthony Smith. Yeah, man, Smith. He's he's a beast. Um, he did exactly what he needed to do as well, man. When it comes to capitalizing on momentum, he fought not that long ago. Got a big win over Rashad Evans, which is a feather in your cap. Even even if Rashad was on the uh, downside of his career, but to get a win over Rashad Evans in that fashion, and to come step up late notice, main event this Germany card, take out another legend, another former champion, and then to call out. Uh, what's his name? Gustafson? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, to, he would be fighting three times in two months against big names. Like, it, it was such a smart move. And I don't think it's going to happen anymore. I think Gustafson said that he's injured now. But, um, but just him making that call out kind of put him on the radar for a lot more people. I think, I think his stock went up greatly. But uh, overall, you know, it was an okay card. Sean Williams. That's the name of the guy in charge. Sean Williams is the jiu-jitsu coach yeah, over there. yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I, we, we've had Anthony Smith on this podcast back when he was in Victory Fighting Combat, VFC. Yeah, he was on he was in, LFA as well. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm really happy for that guy because 
He's a super sweet guy, nice guy, hardworking guy. Yeah. Does grappling. I remember he did the, the grappling submission tournament back when he was. Really? Remember Heather Joe Clark brought her boyfriend at the time? Yeah. Were you on that podcast? And he was. I was on a podcast with Heather Joe Clark. And her, and her boyfriend, who was like from, I don't know. Like, like the wrestler dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they were what, like. You mean Connor? No, no, they were doing all kinds. No, not Connor. That's her new boyfriend. Yeah. Her ex-boyfriend she dated, uh, who was also a fighter, a team alpha male. He looked like male. Jesus. He looked like Jesus a little bit, yes. And yeah. he went up against him in grappling and submission-only grappling uh-huh. with Charles Hunter's thing and lost, but he's challenging himself. And I like Anthony Smith a wait, lot. Wait, wait, wait. Let me rerun run this back. So Anthony Smith went up against the Jesus yeah, guy's yeah, boyfriend, yeah. and who, who won? Not Anthony Smith. Anthony lost. Yeah, Anthony lost. So this guy is a, a, a was a, a better, a, beast, gra- a good a grappler, beast, okay. really good grappler. Gotcha. Uh, but Kenny's a, a good dude, and, and I, remember, I mean Anthony Smith is a good guy. I remember when he came on the show, after he lost, he was all depressed and he got knocked out, and he's just a guy that wears his heart on his sleeve. And, yeah. Uh, and he, he I didn't know he had so many fights, man. Honestly, like I remember seeing him in the LFA or the RFA, and um, I just assumed that since he was. In the RFA still, that he was like like most guys in the RFA are kind of in that under ten fights. You know, they're like eight and two. They're on the cuffs of getting you know to the UFC. And so I just kind of assumed he was one of those guys. I looked at his record when he fought Shogun this weekend. He's like thirty three and thirteen was his record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got he had more fights in Shogun. He had more fights than anybody on the card. He's I didn't realize guy, he was such a veteran. He took a short notice fight to get into the UFC. Lost a. A, a, a unanimous decision in Brazil. Yeah. Got cut. Oh, against that tough Brazilian dude. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Worked his way back up. Got in, and he's one of these dudes that's always in the fight. Like he's, he loses the first two rounds, and then just knocks you out with some crazy elbow in the third. Yeah, that happens over and over again. And he's a good dude from Nebraska, half dude, he, black. He, he's just he, a he, solid. He, he, is he? Yeah, solid guy. Um, he's a beast, man. And and honestly, he's in two divisions. I say two divisions because he's kind of a middleweight that jumped up to light heavyweight. But he's in two divisions that, uh, no disrespect to everybody in those divisions, those are kind of the weak, more, one of the more weaker divisions. Um, 85 and 205, in my opinion, like, like you could, he, he, he's on a tear, but he could have gone to L.A. and fought Gustafson, and if he would have beat Gustafson, he could be the next guy fighting D.C., you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, He yeah. could still yeah. be the next guy fighting D.C. or something at two, if, if, DC, if D.C. fights at 205 again. But it's like, those divisions, man, you go on, you beat two guys, and you could be the next guy in line. That would be a really hard it fight It seems for like him. the talent yeah. pool thins out the further up the scale you go. Yeah, the bigger the, bigger the, the guys. The bigger it gets, the fewer guys there the are doing athletes. it. fewer athletes, yeah. Well, so many guys going to football. I was going to say, because yeah. those bigger guys have other sporting no, options. I also think, I think 125 and heavyweight are the two ones, because how many guys do you know that are 125 in real life? Yeah. And, how many, and heavyweights are like, all right, I can go into the NFL and be, make the, be the 19th yeah. best player in the team and make more than the, being the second best guy in the world at UFC. No, so, you're yeah. right, yeah. I mean, you got to really love fighting at that size. Although there have been a lot of guys that once they were done with football have tried to f- do the fighting thing afterwards. Yeah, yeah. it yeah, hasn't like, worked out most of the time. No, usually it doesn't. Hardy yeah. guy and, and guys like that. I, I, and I take it back. You know what? I think 85 might be a little bit more stacked than 205 when you're talking in terms of the UFC. But uh, nonetheless, man, like, like DC was saying... Maybe if Shogun wins, he would be my next fight. And I was like, I was like, even though Shogun like was on a two-fight win streak or something, yeah. it's kind of funny to think like that he's the next in line. Shogun, totally, you know? it was weird even seeing him fight again. It was like yeah. I, I was like, didn't you retire? And his body did not look like. You know what's crazy, bro? And look, I'm a huge Shogun fan, so I feel bad saying this, but we're the exact same age, man. And like you know, it's kind of rare to find somebody in your life that you were born the exact same day. We were born the exact same day, November 25th, 1981. You and Shogun. Me and Shogun. And so we fought together. He looks 30 years older than me. I know. And so we fought together in Brazil, and that's how I figured it out. And uh, 
I was like, fuck, I've been watching this guy forever. forever. I didn't know we were the same age. And damn it, I thought he had like 10 years my senior or something. At but least. We were born the same day, man. It's crazy. He's, he's. Uh, uh, I think he's got one of them. He's been doing it for South a long American time. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. Someone did a little uh, little <laughs> grease paint, a little change the number, something. I remember, I remember when Andy gave so. I Photoshopia. Or I had some work done. One of the two. But uh, <laughs> really, I don't know. No, we You're also half Asian, right? Yeah, yeah. No, not okay. at all. But, okay. But I'll, go, I'll go with it. <laughs> But, uh, no, not at all. Where did you even get that? He looks half Asian. Uh, but um, now, I'll tell you, though, one of the funniest was Anthony Smith when he called into the show, and Diego Sanchez took his nickname Lionheart. Were you on that show? I remember he that. He was so angry that he wanted to fight Sanchez. Oh, yeah? Because his, his nickname has been Lionheart <laughs> his whole life. Back, yeah. So then I kept calling him Diego Lionheart Sanchez just to piss him off even uh, more. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's a good sport. What's I like Diego Sanchez's nickname now? Is well, it a nightmare? It was a nightmare. Yeah, nightmare than a dream. Yeah. Then it became the dream. Then it was Lionheart. The dream wasn't good. No, no, no. The dream. The nightmare, yeah. I think, was the best one. Yeah. Isn't that Bubba's son's name, Dream, right? Yeah. Dream with a J, though. Yeah. yeah. Is it really? Yeah, with a J. I, I don't like it for a nickname. Uh, dream? As, uh, Wait, what? A J no D or J D R E A? J R E A M. Bubba Jank. Dream. Bubba Jank's son. Dream. He, yeah. hey, okay. That kid is going to be a beast, by the way, man. Yeah, son, I see him wrestling. Look, dude, I, I think my son is uh, semi athletic, pretty athletic. You know, he can do car wheels, he can do Muay Thai stuff, he's pretty decent in soccer. Bubba J's son comes to the gym who's like a year younger, and this kid, he's doing like backflips and shit. He does like three or four cartwheels in a row, then he double. Like, I watch his movement, and I'm like, this kid is on another level. He's gonna I be saw Bubba special. on Facebook wrestling with his son and daughter. Yeah. He does Facebook a lot, and it looks like he's just like, like a. Like a, one of those lions that are training their little cubs. Yeah. yeah. He no, snaps them down that. so hard, dude, that they're conditioning their neck. They're going to be so strong. Like, <laughs> necks are going to be so strong. Like, I'm all gentle with my son, just more technical. But Bubba, like, snaps them down hard, dude. And his son, like, he, he'll sprawl on all four and shoot in. Like, At least Bubba's fighting somebody. He, he's going to. Now, how is Bubba? Is Bubba, is Bubba, does Bubba have love a, you, Bubba. Does he have a fight coming up? What's going on with Bubba? I don't know, man. I don't know. It seems. And I don't know. I can't speak. He might have a fight next weekend. I just, I've been, like I said, I, you know, I've been hurt for three weeks or so, so I, I haven't been in the gym. But from when I was in the gym, Bubba seemed to be kind of taking more of a, um, a coaching role. You know, he's been coaching a lot of guys. He was with uh, RDA quite a bit for his fights and going and doing seminars and whatnot. And I saw he was trying to open up his own kind of a wrestling school thing. And uh, he was doing a lot of videos online. You saw his videos that he's been doing? Yeah. Yeah, Am I, yeah he's been doing these kind of like, well, I saw him preaching also. Yeah. He was doing what? He was preaching at a church. Preaching at a church? Yeah. I'm not kidding. Bubba's like, doing it all. Like, like he said, like, Jesus had a message for him or something, but you had to tune into his live church. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't just tell everyone on Facebook, but yeah. you had to tune in. But Come on, Bub. I guess. Listen, the guy's a showman. <laughs> He's a showman. So, um, He's trying to build interest in the Lord. Yeah, of course. I get it. It, it happens right. to a lot of people. Uh, what, no, a lot of people just become preachers? No, <laughs> but get very spiritual later in their life. Yes. But what's uh, next for Anthony Smith? So he was going to fight Gustafson. and everybody wanted to see that, but now yeah. Gustafson's hurt. But they also mentioned Jimmy Manoa. Do you think that's a good fight for Anthony? I think, yeah. I think it's a great fight for Anthony because the stock only goes up. Anytime you take a fight against a guy that high profile, uh-huh. it's a no-lose for Anthony. And I think striking-wise... He can match up good with Anthony. I mean, I mean with uh, with Manoa. Yeah. How, however, I do think with Manoa, they're probably trying to save him for a European card because he's yeah. a pretty big draw in Europe. Mm. So I don't know if they're going to put him in LA. I feel like they need something on the LA card, though, man. Um, I mean, I'm stoked to see TJ and Cody. 
Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I feel bad every time I say this, but the lighter, the smaller weight classes don't have the draw, the appeal. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just the way it is. Um, it's because there's fewer knockouts. Well, there's fewer. There's more action, but it's, it's just kind of the. I don't know how I always explain this. The, the thought. Okay, a great fight to me, you have to have like the fear, like you know, like fear. And when you see a 125 pound man fighting, you're like, you could respect the technique. But the fear of this guy could beat anybody in the world is not there. You right. know, he's just a tremendous pound for pound even fighter. Though they, even though they might. Or I feel like, well, I think also a lot of it is how you sell yourself. Yeah. Demetrius Johnson is a great guy, a great yeah. fighter, a role model, yeah. a nice guy. You don't never talk, which is great, mm-hmm. but it doesn't always sell tickets. Right. Like the Prince Nassim Hamed, who used to fly in on a fucking, yeah. uh, on a magic carpet and do backflips. Like yeah. people wanted to see that. Even Mayweather. It's true, 140, man. 147. You, you, you but have a point, but it's also the reason that if you have, if you have every every weight division fighting on a card and every one of them is a title fight, the main event will always be the bigger weight class. Yeah. Have, you know, yeah. it's always the bigger weight class that gets the main slot. If if it's both title fights, and it's just because of that, the the bigger the the athlete, the more the draw, and they get paid more too, man. You see these guys. Look at Derek, Derek Lewis. You know the most boring fight in, in heavyweight history that two weeks ago when Derek Lewis fought in Ghana. In Ghana. Yeah, you know what they, they got paid for that bullshit? Punches. And look, I love both guys. I follow both guys on, on, on Instagram or whatnot. But Derek got, I think he got, it was 200 and 200 or something like that. He got, you know, ribs close to that. It was like, I think he got paid $375,000 for throwing two punches in a wow. kick or something. The entire, you know, it, these guys get paid because you need big guy. They need the draws. Yeah. They need the big the big heavyweights and fights and stuff. And um, back to the LA court, I feel like when they put the Gustafson fight on there, they knew that they needed like a big guy or a big name or something to kind of help give it. And when that fell out, now there's um, two really interesting and fun title fights. But they need, I feel like they need somebody mean, somebody no, big, something I, like that. You also, know what I'm I think also to your point, he's fighting Cejudo, and I was at that first fight, and there was yeah. a lot of buzz for that. He just steamrolled Cejudo. Yeah. And when a guy fights a guy that he steamrolled, people aren't, unless it's the heavyweight, like right. Kane, Dos Santos, two right. or something. Well, anything can happen, yeah. But when he made it look that easy, it's hard for people to get super excited. Pseudos look better, but better against limited opposition. Yeah. He, I mean, he lost to Benavidez. I thought he won that fight. I was at that fight, but it was, I could see how Benavidez won the fight, too. Mm-hmm. It hasn't like he's just been blasting through guys. Yeah. And I think that also hurts it. Um, that is crazy about the Engano. Although, I, a lot of people are already writing Engano off. Look, I honestly think this dude has, still has a ton of talent, can still be a champion, yeah. possibly the heavyweight champion, but he needs to get to a better camp. Neither Extreme Couture is a bad camp. It's a great camp. Same, uh, or Syndicate, great camp. Yeah. But the problem is they're bringing in Roy Nelson from the spar with. They're bringing in other guys. Good. But they, he has to be with young, hungry savages. Mm-hmm. A huge. Yeah. Like, if, he, if he's, a, let's say, an AKA yeah. with Cormier and with Cain Velasquez and Nganu and that, those other Russian guys they bring in. Yeah, I mean, you just gonna ha- you can only have so many alpha males in one gym, though. I think know? they'll definitely give him one more fight. I mean, he gets one, and if he does the same shit again, then I think the jury's in. You know, the yeah. verdict's in on this guy. Yeah, he lost it. Yeah, I-, I think he just had a brain fart, man. But I mean, fuck. Were all you, three you, rounds? Or was all it, more? Was it three five rounds? rounds? No, three, three, yeah, rounds. three rounds. But yeah, I mean, like it's five. like you it have because nothing was happening. You oh, have to so pull crazy. the trigger at some point. It was so crazy. Yeah, and I can only imagine what the people in the arena felt like. Like they're like, 
what the fuck is happening? And, and I would have build up was so good too. I would have put yeah, all my money yeah. that, that that one was gonna deliver, man. But it seems like every time you have a heavyweight fight and you're like, don't blink, it fucking like you jinx it, man. One hundred percent. also the little Gastelum look great. Yeah, uh, dude. Try who, pronouncing his name correctly. Oh yeah. <laughs> What's little his name? Gastelum, that, that that dude uh that fought um He fought um the red headed Mohawk. Yeah, Daiki. Daikisi. Yo, that that little I don't know his name, but since you said little Gastelum guy, um that guy really impressed me because yeah. yeah. Kaiki Daiki, I can't say his name. He's an impressive. You were striker. on that car with him, right? Yeah, I was on, on in London with him. London with him one time. He's a really impressive striker, man, and uh, he's a good fighter. I saw he's been training alongside Dustin Poirier, the all camp, and uh, for a little Gaslam to just have his way with him like that was impressive. Now, do you think people were saying online that he got exposed, one of those flashy striker mm-hmm. kind of thing, and now all of a sudden, now do you think he got exposed or? I think people figured out the thing with him is you got to be on the inside. You got to press the action. If he's moving backwards and you're in range, you have a higher percentage. Because I've seen the, another guy did that to him a fight or two ago as well. He just stayed in his face. For car and, close. And put together kind of like a, I don't remember who it was, but he, he just stayed in his face, stayed in range, throwing combos. Because Daiki's not really a combo striker in the sense of a pocket, two, three, four punches. He's more of a long range sniper. And if you put him in that, in that range where he's got a lesser percentage of landing those, um, people have a better percentage. And that's what this guy did. This guy just walked him down. Do you think that's going to happen with MVP or some of these other guys that are... Man, I'm so curious, bro. MVP Paul Daly, dude. Yeah, but Paul Daly... Paul Daly, I love Paul Daly, but I don't know, man. Like, when he's getting beat up by John Fitch and he's booing him yeah. <laughs> along with the crowd... <laughs> well, that's always been Paul Daly's... like, wrong with, like... Kryptonite, he's kind of... Um, <laughs> You know, he can be stubborn about certain things. Um, he's, he's opinionated, and, and, you know, he has his ways. Because Kenny Johnson was in the corner, and he was screaming bloody murder, murder for him to, you know, work to get up. Work to, you know, don't, you know, boo the crowd or whatever. Like, work to get he up. He was booing Fitch along with the crowd. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and I saw the first round. He, had, he did great. He had great takedown he, he, he almost stopped him. And then after the second and third round, you know, eventually they get, you're going to get taken down. But if you just got to stick with the game Now, plan. did you train with him for that fight? I didn't. I've only trained with him once, but I got to say, I was uh, surprisingly, um, I, I enjoyed training with him. I thought he was a really good tra- spar- uh, training partner. We, we sparred a couple times. He knew exactly. He's a guy that had been in the game. We, we were technical and, and hard in, we were hard enough on each other to uh, get good work but not get injured kind of thing. You could tell right away when somebody knows what they're doing. And, and so I appreciated it being that we maybe could have locked horns down the line, but he right. was cool enough to jump in during my training camp. Now, when he out. brings in Kenny for camp, right, obviously people tell him, listen, you got to work on your wrestling. Work on your, you know, every one of your losses is pretty much due to wrestling. Yeah. So they're like, hey, I, I got the guy. Kenny Johnson, he's worked with XYZ. Mm-hmm. Turn this guy's corner. Now, does Kenny then bring him in and work with him like – like, how does that work? That's the problem. All that happens, now and then he, uh, he will bring Kenny in for a week or so in London or wherever he is. But most of the time, he just brings Kenny for the fight, for fight week. Oh. So you're putting in, what, maybe 100 reps before the fight, during fight week, when you should have been putting in So what, reps at that point now, is Kenny flustered and frustrated? Or is he like, I'm getting paid? Or is he just like, I'll do the best I can when short notice? Well, I think it's a little bit of everything. Obviously, as a trainer, you want to work with high-level athletes. You want your name to be associated with them. You want to make a little money. But you want to get paid. You want to, I, mean, I mean, you want to get paid. <laughs> that was yeah. like, but you want to get paid at the end of the day. But you want, you want them to perform, is what I meant to say. You want them to perform. Your, your name is on the line as well. 
And and if he's bringing you in and your reputation is at stake and they're not doing any of your game plan that you would normally do with other fighters, then I don't think it hurts your brand. But yeah, you want. But no, uh, but the average person. Eventually, you might have to say no. You might have to say, look, I would. I love working with you and I love flying around the world and, and representing your brand, our brands together. But if you're not going to do what I'm asking you to do, I'm going to have to sit this one out, man. Like, we, we need to work together for a couple weeks and, and corporate more stuff. There was this the- kind of like, not very similar, but there was this hot female comedian, Asian girl, mm-hmm. that was working with Eric Myers, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, who's a really, really funny comic. And Eric Myers is brilliant. But he's got some demons. I'll just, just end it. At, we'll, just, we'll, just, we'll just end it at that, right? So mm-hmm. Eric was, was, so she hires me. And she's like, hey, I want you to help me write jokes. So I sit down with her at a coffee place. This girl's like, like a 10, like a mm-hmm. maximum model. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm not bringing her to my place. I, I like know my wife. No, sometimes mm-hmm. I bring people over here to work with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not yeah. going to go well with the wife yeah. on that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I meet, I meet her at a coffee place. And, and we're sitting there. And... Uh, not that I would do anything, but I just you don't even have the fucking headache, uh, you know. With so, how, you know. Long story short, <laughs> he does a lot of things of a guilty man, even though yeah. he's not. Guilty. I'm going through. I'm going through her jokes. I'm like, okay, this joke. Why do you think this is funny? And she's like, I don't know. Eric wrote it. Oh. Okay, so you don't know what you're. And then, mm-hmm. and then like. She was expecting like me to walk around and like go to comedy shows with her and write her act for her, mm. and I was like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's like, like no, 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 I'm getting not paid, trying though. to fuck you. I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I got paid, but <laughs> I, I was not trying to fuck. No, that's I was what not, I'm saying. Uh, I'm not trying to fuck you. If I were trying to fuck you, I would follow yeah. you around all night. You mm-hmm. know, coach you all night. We get to know each other. Be like, mm-hmm. you know, what, let's just go back to my place. We'll do a little blow. Keep working on. It. But, <laughs> but we're not trying to do that. I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to just help you with your jokes and go home to my wife. I get mm-hmm. it. But even uh, first of all, I would. If the girl hires me to do tell her jokes, I'm not trying to fuck her. <laughs> I, I, I could separate it. You have to be a good sure, teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then you do a little blow. And <laughs> it's all out the window, man. But, it's all out the window. But people just... Sometimes people are funny. They just think that you can work magic or that you're going to do all the work for them. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think that happened with Paul Bradley, but look, if you want to hire Kenny Johnson as your coach, do a fucking camp with Kenny Johnson. Yeah. Spend three months with the guy. Let him actually help you. You have to put a certain amount. Of, now and then you see guys, uh, Francis Ngannou is one of them, that, that I think he learned the Kumor during warm-ups in his <laughs> second UFC fight, and he went and Kumored somebody. Now and then it happens, but it's fucking a small percentage. It's like percentage. a new toy you can't wait to play with. Right, you're like, yeah. oh, I just learned the Oh, look, it works. Somebody yeah. showed me a trick in a hotel. I yeah. went for it. Now and then it works, man. But um, if you're fighting at the highest level and you want to be consistent, you have to be putting in the reps, the reps. So I'm a numbers guy when it comes to fighting. I'm not a numbers guy with other shit, but... You're going to drill something, you need to put in 25 to 100 reps a day, daily, 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 putting in 1,000 reps a week, week after week. That's how you become a black belt at one position, one move, one, yeah. one course of action that you're going to take during the fight. You can't just be a fucking white belt at everything or think you're going to learn something one day before the fight. Let me ask you something. Okay, so you went through that whole camp. You put in all that work. Yeah. I mean, we're talking like 10, 12 hours a day of working out, right? And probably uh, doing all the, at not least 10, 12 hours. Uh, yeah, five, but, but, but nine, nine sessions a week, nine to 10 sessions a week. God damn. Okay, yeah. so you do all that work. Mm-hmm. And then the injury, you, like you, now do you make the decision or does the coach make the, Who makes the decision that you're not going to fight? Yeah, I, I made the decision. I called my manager and then um, I waited a week. I was trying to wait it out. Right, you're hoping this thing just... Hoping. Yeah. And meanwhile, I'm trying to like cut weight and those things right. that you do within two weeks of the fight and then I just knew I mean I, 
this sounds dumb, but I got up in the middle of the night and I saw a roach and I went to swat it with a fly swatter and my fucking arm was on fire. Oh, my like, God. I can't, even, I can't even kill a roach. How am I going to fight this guy? You know? Wow. So, so you owe that roach a thank so, you card. Exactly. That was the, literally. Was it a roach or was it John off. Dodson? Yeah. Literally, the light bulb went off. And, and it's I, like, and not getting day, better. Can't do the it. The next day, I said, fuck. I, 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 I took a little bit of a swing at a roach and it hurt. So, um, yeah, so then you go through the process, you email the UFC and let them know. And I was kind of nervous, man, because the UFC doesn't always take kindly to getting injured. It's not our fault. It's the nature of the sport that we're in. But, right, but you're but putting them out. Kind of jeopardizing yeah. things with them. But it seemed like they were cool with me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But the course of action they took then was just go and get the MRI and stuff. Okay, so you went, but I mean, making that decision had to be hard. It sucks. Right? Because not only are you, like you said, I went through an eight or ten week camp uh, and then all my plans and stuff, but uh, man... Watching the fight and knowing that, mm. like nothing's guaranteed, but watching the fight, I felt very confident I was meant to win that night. Yeah. I was, or if we would have fought, I would have won sure. that night. And then knowing my style and his style, and there was nine decisions on the card, if I did not finish him, very good opportunity that I was going to get the bonus. So basically, I just lost out in a yeah. bunch of fucking money. Yeah, you just uh, watched her walk out the door. Yeah, and but so you saw the modeling, I was, modeling, I was, right? Yeah. Versace money. Yeah. But I mean, no. Yeah, 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 yeah no, it's good. It's good. You I'm not complaining about money. it. But it's just like when you oh, when you yeah. lose out on, on on a big payday, man. It's it's uh, you know. No, that happens a lot in our job too. I mean, Plus, you have 19 for, old cars too. When you're up for a big job, mm-hmm. a big you know, a big commercial, a big TV show, and it's you know you're in the you know they tell you it's between you and this other guy, blah yeah. blah blah, and then you don't get it. You've it's the same thing. You, uh, you're yeah. watching. Fifty thousand dollars walk out, the and door. you've already spent the money in your in head. your mind. You spent it. Oh, in your right. mind, you're like, are you yeah, thought about the this. purchases, the investments you're going to make? Absolutely, that's what like, I'm saying. You've got well, it all parsed. That you know exactly what you're going to do, and or then if, it's just like, whew. if you're on a show and like, what is it? Sometimes it, your show has to be on for like two or three years before it gets syndicated or something. No, absolutely, yeah. you got to make hundred episodes. Things like that. You know what I mean? I had a friend that just uh, who's a writer just missed out on that, and his show was supposed to get go into syndication and we were talking all kinds of stuff and then they cut it last minute and uh he was devastated man yeah. and then i was i kind of felt bad i was like well i'm going i'm going fight and i'll just make my money and then and then the same thing happened to me man i, I lost out of my fight and it's like that's that's life it's up and down and 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 you i say it i remind myself all the time you can't dwell on what's out of your hands you can only fucking worry about what you're in your control and this shit's out of your control but fuck it sucks to watch money slip away Especially oh yeah when it would have been it really I'm does, not, man. Not it's an tough. easy payday, not at all. Not an easy payday. Don't, don't quote me on that. But I, the the fight that I watched was sloppy, and neither guy took a lot of damage. But it, it kind of the sloppy the sloppiness made it a fun fight. Or it wasn't one of those fights where guys are leaving there with broken bones, concussions, stitches, yeah. broken. No, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like those are the fights I normally get in where I'm concussed, broken foot, broken hand. Every fight I'm in. That fight, I'm like, fuck, I would have left that fight with just a busted lip and a black eye and 150 Gs in my pocket. Fuck. You've never you know left any yeah. fight you've ever had with a busted lip and a black right, eye. Right, that's dude. what I'm saying. Like, Come I, on, I know, but including this one. Right. Every one of your fights is I know, and like, I, I just, that's all I ever pray. <laughs> I pray to win the fight, get the bonus, and then not be like hurt, hurt, you know? And uh, it was meant for something better. Both man. guys walked away pretty much unscathed. And um, yeah, I felt like I let that one get away, but that's the fight game. It was man. talking, you talking about repetition. It's funny because like when I coach the kids, you know, I tell. I always tell me, you know, hundreds of single legs, hundreds of double legs. Yeah. But, you know, I don't want to burn them out, and I feel like I don't want to make them bored. So I'm like, hey, listen, you know, do, do 20 of these moves, and I'll teach you a, a top secret move that no one knows. And then I'll show them some kind of crazy Japanese arm throw yeah. or, like, cement mixer, which they get on one time because they're excited mm. about it. Yeah. The other ones, they can't get it. Right. But this one, like, 
And that's all they want to do now. So then I have to be careful. So I got to be like, listen, only do this when you're down 14 to nothing <laughs> and, or, when you, you know, or when you hear me yell out. And then I'll be like, what's your girlfriend's name? And yeah. someone, his girlfriend's name was Cactus. I go, all right, when you hear me yell out Cactus, try that move. It's you know? a good yeah. code word. Yeah, Cactus. Yeah. Have you dated a girl named Cactus? No. Yeah. You have? She, no. Oh. I said, yeah, just I don't know why. But <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she By the way, you know how many people ask me all the time about you, like, mm. to, to just meet you? They go, is Alan Jubon faithful to his wife? And I'm always like, really? yeah. People ask People that ask me. And I go, I'm yeah. I'm going to Google that. I and wonder then, if people Google that. And it's then I go, I go, why? They're like, man, you know how much pussy that guy could get? Like, now, do you yeah. tell your wife that or no? All the time. Understood. <laughs> Could you imagine? You know what's funny? All I, the time. I, I got my Maybe truck. You realize. I've been building that old truck for a while, and I've just been building it because I've always wanted a badass classic truck. More of a just a guy thing. I have never once in my life thought about like this is a pussy getter. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, it's just yeah, like yeah. I want a cool guy truck. I never had a cool car. Mm-hmm. Um, and driving my truck for the weekend, I, it was. It's, it's back in the shop. It needs to be adju- all these adjustments done. But I had it for the weekend just to kind of see what, you know, what adjustments are needed. And every 90% of the people that stopped me or just winked or honked were women. It was women. And I thought it was going to be the other way around. I thought guys were going to be appreciating dope truck, man, sick it was truck. Women? Oh, the listen, let me tell you. Women no were eating it up, bro. And, and, and maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just stupid, or but... but I, I didn't realize that girls... It's the combo. The truck would brought their eyes to you. You know what I'm saying? And then they, they saw, saw the, the driver. driver. Yeah. And it was like... Eh. Ma- maybe <laughs> so, man. But I didn't... I guess like... like do you ever get stopped by women on the highway? Uh, I've gotten screamed at by one woman on the highway. <laughs> I've gotten screamed at. What did she yeah. say? She's like, woo! BMW Z4! Run that was it. She yelled that she described my car. <laughs> nice. There you go. Do you have a cool car? Or? Not really. I mean, it's a BMW yeah. Z4. Yeah, I mean, okay, fine. okay. So, like, see, I've never, I've always had a, a normal car. And this truck, it's a classic truck. It's not a Lamborghini or anything, but it's a cool car, at least in my mind. But I mm-hmm. thought, like I said, the dudes would appreciate it see, more. See, right. It's it's well, again, the, the truck brought them to look, and then they saw you. And right. they, see, whereas they look at my car, then they see me. <laughs> and they're like, of course he does. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, Demi. Well, he needs <laughs> the fucking car. So, uh, <laughs> make up for the rest of that shit. By the way, uh, breaking news Demi Lovato suffered a heroin overdose. What? No just way. got rushed to the hospital. Ooh. But, but uh, really? You just yeah, saw that? Yeah, on TMZ, Demi Lovato. Yeah, wow. I hope she's okay. She's a big fight fan. A heroin. Heroin? Yeah. Jeez, who knows? What man? the hell? You uh, know what you're going to find out is that it started with medication. It started with prescription pills. Oxycontin. Oxycontin. Yeah. Sometimes someone's like, Narco. well, here, just take this. She's hosting a show right now, right? Isn't she like one of these dance shows or something? Seeing it now? Is she? I thought I saw her on one of these shows recently. I don't know. There's so many shows out, but... She does heroin yeah. and her music still sucks? Oh, come on. Oh, it's just, uh, oh, it's, sorry. It's, all right. Sorry. All right. So, Stefan Struve. Let's talk about Stefan Struve. My boy, Stewie Sweet Struve. <laughs> what happened, my brother? Look, I like Stefan Struve, but... He you was know, very tan for Stefan. He, he, uh, he put on Instagram. He's got to, you know, take some time away from fighting and... Really, you know, look did. look yeah. back and see if this is this is what he wants to keep doing and yada yada. Did you yada. think he looked uninspired? I thought he looked a little uninspired. I just think that guy's taken so many knockouts. I mean, by Mark Hunt and Overeem and yeah. Roy Nelson. I, I mean, and he's, Travis he's, Brown. Travis Brown, but he's beaten guys like the like the former champion. Yeah. I mean, uh, Steve Miocic. Chin opened up like a motherfucker. Yeah. That cut. I didn't course, see the end of that fight. How did that cut occur? What did that? What, what, uh, elbow to the face. He had him down and just. Bang! Right in the jaw. Yeah, it, it was, was brutal. 
Yeah. And then they then they're spreading it open to see how bad it is. Oh, really? And of course, that's right when my fiance looks at the screen. Wow. So, and then what and happened? She can't it, stand. She normally doesn't look at the screen because she can't stand the blood and the cuts. And of course, they open up the cut, and right when she looks, uh, I'm like, "Don't look!" Like, do like, yeah, ah. yeah. And, and that one went decision as well. Yeah, wow. but Stefan just kept getting taken down. His takedown defense was just not there. Yeah. He was taken down by like a Brazilian or who? Marcin He was wearing some short choice that was questionable. Yeah. Shorts. Yeah. Yeah, but he of, wears pants no shorts. A lot of though. upper, a lot of <laughs> upper lip shots. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being that like, tall. You were seeing a lot more than you. You were like, that's a lot. Really, of man, I can't remember there. the fight for some reason. I, I, I mean, he could teabag someone standing up. That guy. You yeah, know? he's tall yeah. as shit. Now, what would you do if you, if you were that tall? What would your life be like? Um, I wouldn't be a comedian. I would just be <laughs> tall. Yeah. That's it. I would just walk around going, "I don't need to be funny. Look at me. I'm fucking tall." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I give him a lot of credit, but I, off his back, I thought he was gonna hit a triangle or something. But he wasn't. He just... When he first came in the UFC, he kind of was like had a guard game. I think he submitted a. A lot of people. Yeah, the the guy from Louisiana who dates Rose Nam- uh, Rose Nominudez. Pat Barry. Pat Barry. I think he maybe beat Sean McCorkle. You know yeah. the thing is, he's got those legs, man, and they're a mile long, and they always work. But then he stops using them. Yeah. And the reach, and he, he jab. A and lot that's of, what I'm saying. His reach. I mean, he, he, gets, he gets knocked out by Mark Hunt. Yeah. I mean, Mark Hunt is like. I know he was doing it in that fight. He was—I mean, the legs were there. Whenever he used the kicks, they would hit, and they would just stop and let the guy get inside him. And I was like, "What are you doing? Keep kicking this motherfucker!" It's tough to like a lot of people pick on him about those things that he doesn't utilize his his height and his reach, yeah, and his, his jab. Reach. And his, but it's it's the thing that jumps off the page when you see a seven foot tall fighter with like a a Dutch kickboxing background yeah. that like you think would know distance and range to perfection, and he doesn't utilize it in his fights. It's like. He did have a good tan, though. I gave him points for that. Yeah. He did not look like a line of coke for once. Man, this would be the second uh, time that he takes a, a, a step back from this war, too. Didn't he have to take, like, three years off, two years off from, like, a heart condition? Yeah, years yeah. Remember I, remember he, I remember he almost had a fight, and then he kind of, like... Backed out, found out he had yeah. a heart condition. It was a bummer. I was pulling for that sweet, sweet strew. I remember one time he was, he was like, <laughs> he was like, Adam, I'm in the hospital. You could do some, you know, some uh, Bruce Buffer shit, man. <laughs> yeah, got, a good, got a good role. Good. I remember one time he was in the hospital and he's like, I just got my jaw wired and they will put me on meds. Please make me laugh. And yeah. I was like sending him funny videos. Was it, what, what, I mm. think that would hurt his jaw. Mm. <laughs> no, I, I would have like, been like, <laughs> but I was like honored. I, I was like kind of touched that like he was. You know, I, I think Bruce Buffer wishes he had a deeper voice like his brother. Yeah. Really? Because he does a lot of screaming, which you don't get a lot of in announcing. Well, they're like they're half yeah. brothers, right? Yeah, they're half yeah. brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. see when he winked to the fighter? Or the fighter, like when they were announcing the decision, he like looked back at him and like you winked. stole that from me. Were you about to say that? No, well, no, I I, I Instagrammed it or whatever. Did you see that on your own? No, I saw that live. I mean, you stole it. If it happened, how do you steal it from you? Because I'm the only one that sees shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm always looking at the crowd and stuff and like a little yeah. subtle. Yeah, yeah, but I saw that. I was I was good that you caught that. That was cool. Because because I thought it was a clear decision as well. Uh-huh. And when they said, you know, what you could tell when it's a split decision, when they said, well, this judge had it. Yeah, yeah. It's and like then a, one fighter's fucking having a shit storm. He keeps looking back at Bruce like, what the, are you fucking serious? And then right before he says the last one, he's, he's, he's like, you know, and I'm like, okay, give him a little reassurance there. Yeah. Now, you tweeted to Emil Meek about his fight. Yeah, man. you were willing to stand and trade with him. Did Emil get back to you? I or? forgot about that. I don't know. You know, I, I don't. I don't mean to like kick, do- kick guys when they're down. And he's, you know, he didn't get knocked out or anything. It was just kind of a, uh, he's a guy that, you know, came on the scene pretty fast. He was kind of like this Viking destroyer guy and um, suffered two losses in a row. I was thinking, you know what, if he wins this fight, 
I was watching it thinking, fuck, I, I think I, I, I match up well against this guy. We're both exciting fighters. I'll stand and bang with him. I think my skills, uh, I will take my skill set over his skill set. He's dangerous, but I think it makes for, hey, I'm in the game to, to, to make exciting fights and stuff. You know what I'm saying? I can't always play it safe. So I was like, fuck it, man. This would be a good fight. Have you ever he, played it safe? And then, yeah, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Do you but shave then, your but legs he, for fights? What's that? Do you shave your legs? No, no, I know, and I got hairy ass legs. Huh? I go full hairy, man, and I used to tape them back in the day, and that shit used to hurt like hell. Well, I was just wondering if he'd gotten so close to the fight that he'd already start shaping his legs. Yeah. Nothing was better than when he he like called out Fashion Week. He's like, "Come on, I'll bring the." I'll, he's like, "I'll bring the Fashion Week down here. Like, <laughs> I'll bring the fashion <laughs> industry." Oh, yeah, that's right. I own this town. <laughs> no, that was my I had done like one job for <laughs> Cosmo Girl. That was. Like, <laughs> That was my favorite. <laughs> this is my fucking town. Yeah. I would just love to see Fashion Week, like yeah. sitting in like their own section. Yeah. yeah. And they were, oh, these, these all are, their outfits too. Yeah. Have them wear actual fashion to a UFC fight, like crazy. <laughs> these are Allen's fans. They have right. like, fucking like swans around their heads. Totally. Lady oh. Gaga's here tonight. <laughs> Lady Gaga's here with her. I would Gaga. do a red carpet walkout. It would be fucking. Leon yeah, Talley from Vogue. <laughs> well, you listen, Alan. Look at you. Uh, hey, right? Hey, listen. Wow. I'm not an idiot. I know uh, a little bit Alan, about it. You are getting Tally. up there in age, buddy. And listen, sexual performance issues are yeah. more common than <laughs> so you think. Jesus, these sponsors. Over 25% of new ED cases are guys under the age of 40. 40% of men by age 40 struggle from not being able to get and maintain an erection. I know Greg has that problem all the time. <laughs> and even the world's greatest actor, like Greg, can't fake one. And why do guys turn to weird solutions when they can turn to medicine and science? Go to 4 It's a one-stop shop for hair loss, which I need, skin care, and sexual wellness for men. Thanks to science, ED can be optional. They connect you with real doctors and medical-grade solutions to treat ED. Well-known generic equivalents to name-brand prescriptions to help you combat ED. I'm telling you, one ED pill with a V came off a patent on December 11th. Game changer. There's no waiting room. How much does the waiting room suck? No awkward doctor visits. Ugh. No lines. Save hours by going to 4hims.com. It is so easy. It is hard made easy. It is sexual without the no dysfunction. No pun. No pun, guys. Yes. Just try 4hims today. For just five dollars, we'll get you started for just five bucks while supplies last. The website for full details. This would cost hundreds into a pharmacy. Forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. That's F O R H I M S dot com slash MMA Roast ED. Forhims.com slash MMA Roasted. Now, did you watch any of the PFL fights, by the way? Wait, wait, wait. Let's go back to Hims for Hims. Yeah. I thought I've seen the commercials. That's a hair loss one. They do erectile dysfunction as well. Yes. Yeah, it's like a combination for. therapy that kind of treats everything at once. The hair and the yeah. yeah. I mean, because you finally get your hair back, and then chicks like you, so you can just get the boner and pills. You get, and you get the boner. boner yeah. Fuck. Have you ever win, taken win. a Viagra or no? Uh, yeah. I, uh, in uh, in Mexico one time. Really? Man, I was. <laughs> Senior trip, Cancun. We went and we robbed a pharmacy. <laughs> I say, I say, rob, not like gunpoint, but we were like, "Hey, can we get that stuff over there?" And then when they walked, we just jumped over the cabinet, uh-huh. grabbed all the um, steroids and Viagras, and <laughs> muscle relaxers, and then we go back to the hotel room and we were like, uh, I "Remember, we were just like in the movie. I remember in the Rocky movie, um, uh, Drago, they, they they shoot him in the leg yeah, with yeah. The steroids. So I thought that's how you did it." And so I, I remember I was sitting on the toilet and I took a bunch of Viagra and painkillers and, and, uh, and I shot myself in the leg with some, testos- t- some tests or some shit that I took from the cabinet. And that was my Cancun trip. But, um, <laughs> Wait, no, did you have, did you have any even, girls? What happened? There was like, were you just sitting there sweating for days? Right. And then the I, passed, I think I passed out. I didn't even with get, a boner to, get to, and with with a I didn't get to, Yeah, I didn't get to utilize 
all the stuff that I've taken. And Let me tell you something. Youth is to be survived. Yeah, <laughs> man. That was seventeen-year-old Alan. Youth, man. That's really that's all you can expect because when you think about the dumbass shit you do, thinking you're indestructible, just like yeah. ah, it's amazing that any of us survive. Yeah, you know. But, but you you still do that shit now. Well, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I got the dosage down right. All right, so we are calling Austin Vanderford, uh, who is also uh, dating Paige Van Zandt. They're engaged. They have Let a, me smell you can you turn it a little bit louder? Adam? Sure, no problem. What? Yo Romero versus Bojarshina just booked. Ooh, that's a good fight. Oh, in New York too. Wow. Ooh, that's a good fight. I think. Uh, and they also just put Weidman and Luke Rockhold back on that card. Hello, is Austin there? Is this is this Paige Van Zandt? Yeah, yeah, it is. Hey, you're on the MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Alan Juban. Hey. How are you doing? Awesome. I'm doing good. Yeah, just hanging out and watching parts of the workout. Are you in like a wind tunnel or something? Or uh, what? Uh, I'm in my Jeep. You're what? In my Jeep. Oh, you're in your Jeep. Uh, nice. Is there any way you could close the windows so we could talk to you? It's a Jeep. Uh, well. There's no windows on it or a top. Oh, <laughs> oh no, you that pull makes over sense. And... That makes sense. So how's everything going, Paige? Uh, everything's going good for me right now. Just healing up. I just have surgery. So uh, just trying to take it easy to cover my arm this time. Oh, totally. Uh, now, uh, do you have a, a, a fight lined up? Uh, gosh, no. I wish. Uh, I got to see if this arm can be helpful. And then uh, I'm thinking I'll probably be able to fight the end of the year. Oh, nice. Anybody you want to... Fight in particular? Uh, not really. I feel like the 125 division is so wide open that I'll fight anybody they put in front of me. So. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now, now, how's the how's the training going over there in uh, Oregon? In Oregon, it's awesome. The training's uh, super great here. We have a really good camp. We've quite a few people that just got onto the Contender Series or the USC. Uh, and then we have Tim Fleming, which is awesome to train with him. Do you miss Team Alpha Male? Do I miss Team Alpha Male? You know, I love the dynamic there. It was such a room full of amazing people. But uh, Oregon is home for me, so it was just, I miss being home, just being around my family. And, um, yeah, miss being home. Nice. And then uh, I, I saw recently yep. you tweeted out that you were something about Dancing with the Stars. Maybe you're going to go back on, or is there something we should all, all know about? No, there's no news there other than the fact that I want to be on it. Uh, if they ever do a redemption series, uh, I would love if they could bring me back because I feel like, you know, I got second place. I was super close to getting first, and I would love to go back on there and redeem myself for uh, not taking it. Now, how did you lose that? You're a professional dancer. You're hot. You're an athlete. How did you not win that? That's <laughs> ridiculous. Um, I don't know how. You know, it happens. <laughs> Um, uh, Niles and Marco, the guys who won, had a ton of fans, which is awesome. And I feel like I've built my fan base up a ton since I was on the show, too, so I have way more people that are still for me. Yeah. Uh, being on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, is, is, is uh, your fiancé there? Uh, what was that? Is Austin around? Yes, he is. We, um, I'm almost there, so uh, I'll get him in one second. Okay, we can still keep talking to you. So now, what is it about Austin? Because I know that you, you know, a couple other guys that they, they were, they were, they were taking their shot. They all liked you. They were all trying to date you, but you, you stuck with this guy. What is it about him? 
repeat that one more time? How can you like this guy? There were so many guys out there that were putting in their, oh. their slip to like, I want to be Paige Van Zandt's uh, boyfriend. Think, but this guy won. How, how'd that happen? He was pretty special. He went to the gym, but hey, here he is. <laughs> hey, Adam. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you doing? I'm doing good. Look at that, man. You got a little extra credit there, huh? Extra? Yeah, well, I, was, well, I didn't expect that. I, I didn't realize that uh, uh, she had your phone. That's a little suspect. But, uh, yeah, yeah, no, we just, we just finished up, and we were just driving through. So Nice. Yeah. Now, you, you guys are a very cute couple. I think that um, you, you, uh, you pissed off a lot of people, though. When she started posting the pictures of you in, your, in like, your jeans, it seems like a lot of boners went yeah. down. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. That was one of those moments, too, for me, where I was like, ah, oh, babe, I don't know if you can post that, but it, it is what it is, man, so. No, like, I, I know, because back in the day, they used to have, like, burlesque shows where they would get all these girls dancing and pasties and nipple rings, and then they would throw in a comic about 40 minutes in to be, like, the cooler, to make everyone's erections go down and everyone will get really mad i feel like you're the cooler of uh of her instagram page cool. <laughs> that's hilarious man that's so funny yeah i am i'm the cooler yeah but it's okay oh, man so look funny. man en enjoy your role now by the way great fight last week you uh you were super hurt in the first you came back showed an amazing heart exceptional skill why didn't you get the contract that was bullshit yeah, I mean, you know what, it, it sucks, but at the end of the day, my main goal and focus for every fight is to go out and, and get a win, and, and everything else will fall as it falls, and unfortunately, it just, you know, didn't go my way that night, but uh, but I think there's a lot of good to come from it, and uh, I'm excited to keep going and keep fighting, and I'm ready to fight now, and if the UFC called me up for next week, I'd be ready. And so, you know, I'm just staying ready now. Now, was that the most you've ever been hurt in your life? Uh, no, not my life. Actually, not a lot of people know this, but when I was in, when I was in high school, I got all my teeth knocked out and my nose broke by a guy with brass knuckles. I got, I got popped like three times in the face and, crushed all my teeth and that's probably the most hurt i've been in my life but uh wow i i, I wasn't too bad it uh he definitely landed a great shot but nothing on the ground really really landed or anything and we we're just kind of in a scramble he got in the mount and uh i worked off the cage and yeah did you grow up at eight mile why is why is there a, <laughs> <laughs> why is there yeah, a guy with yeah, brass knuckles uh, yeah i grew up uh no <laughs> The funny thing is, I grew up in Alaska, man, and you wouldn't ever think anything like that would happen, but I was in a shitty part of uh, Anchorage in the city, and this wrong place, wrong time. Fuck. Now, I, I was asking Paige, what is it about you? Because I know, like, all these guys like her. She's a beautiful girl. She's a star. You come in, and you swooped her. How did this happen? Because I know there are a lot of guys out there that would like to be in your shoes, but also... You know, there's a hot girl at the gym that they like. What's your step-by-step -step tutorial on how to land a woman like Paige Van Zandt? Uh, I'm well endowed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> there no, there no, it is. I, you know what, man? I just, uh, I, 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 just, got in and, uh, I just got a big dick. We started training together, and, 
and it was, I guess, funny and cliche as it is, it was love at first sight, and and uh, yeah, it's been a wrap ever since. Now, but okay, you start, so you're training with her. You're not obviously. Are you sparring with her? Are you rolling with her? Are you holding pads for her? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean we do we do everything together. No, but um, back when you first got her, you know, obviously training and sparring, we, we're not going 100. percent But uh, but we give each other looks and and uh, all that, and we help each other out. And I'm a firm believer that you can get better from anybody. You know, working with her, I work on some an opponent who's faster than me, more elusive, and and all that. And then with with her for me, or for me for her, or whatever. You know, I'm I'm a bigger and probably gonna hit a little harder than most of the girls she's gonna fight. And and uh, yeah, so so we do everything together, and it's a cool dynamic, and it's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah. Now, no, but when you first, I'm saying when you first start training with her, you're in the gym with her, you give her a look. Yeah. You, you, like you smile, she gives you a look and smiles back. Like, how long do you wait to make your move? So the funny thing about this, I was getting a lot of shit on Instagram over wearing socks and sandals, <laughs> and uh, that was one of the things she noticed <laughs> that uh, she thought was cute or whatever. You know, I was walking around with socks and flip flops, and and uh, because it was kind of, that's kind of an Alaska thing, you know, you get done fishing, you take your boots off and you put your, your flip-flops on with socks. And, uh, yeah, so I guess that I guess that's what caught her eye. So for any of the guys out there wondering, you know, start, start wearing socks and flip-flops. So does she come up to you and she's like, hey, nice flop and flip-flop, dork, right? And then you're like, I'm from Alaska. And, and then And then, like, and then after that, do you ask her out on a date or does she ask you out on a date? Yeah, so at the time, I was still, I was living in Southern Oregon. I was like five hours away, and I was getting up at like four in the morning to drive to make it to a nine o'clock uh, practice just wow. so I could see her for, you know, a couple minutes or whatever. Wow. And uh, yeah, I think, I think what, I think our first date, I asked if she wanted to go paddle boarding or, or something like that, and uh, took my shirt off, and she liked what she saw underneath. and. <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's like the worst Twilight episode I've ever heard. He's got uh, man, this guy's got to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, hey, playing to his strength. It worked. Now, now the guy that you fought was a team alpha male, and that was Paige's old. Yeah. gym. that was Paige's old gym. Was there animosity there? Was there an underlying tone of like, I mean, talk to me about that. Yeah, I mean, I think more so from their side. I there wasn't really any from me. It, for me, it was just another opponent and. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I wanted to beat the shit out of him, regardless of what team he was on. Um, but, yeah, I think I think they had a little animosity. I think that they were a little hurt about Paige leaving and yada, 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 all that stuff. So, um, you know, I respected my opponent, and I respect the gym for their, you know, their talent and their skills and whatnot, but... That's about as far as I But go. you were the guy that stole their girl. I can see this is like a – there's a lot of buildup here. Uh, Some but drama. I, but I honestly think that, like, you being Paige Van Zandt's boyfriend might have hurt you in getting the contract. For some reason, they might have been like, you know what? We're going to make them work a little harder because uh, it might look like we're giving preferential treatment. You think that's kind of a – that's a possibility? I mean, that could be – that could be some people's – philosophy or, or idea or whatever that 
that I didn't get it because of that. But uh, and and who knows? I mean, no one else except for Dana and, and Sean Shelby and Mick know what the real answer is because they're the only ones who are in that room. But um, you know, I I feel, in my opinion, that you know I didn't think it was my skill or my heart that didn't get me the contract. So yeah, um, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm a young fighter still in my career. I've only been professional for a year and a half and. And uh, maybe they want some more experience or whatever. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you know, I'm just going to be prepared and ready. And, and I feel like I'm ready for that jump and for that next step. And I want to compete with the best in the world. And I want to be the best in the world. So, well, I mean, as far, as, whatever, as, far as wrestling goes. Whatever best opportunity comes, I'm going to take it. As far as wrestling goes, you were an NAIA NCAA champion, which is uh, junior college, number one of the country, which is Sometimes even they have amazing wrestlers there. How do you think you would have done in the Division One? Uh, I felt like I would have done good. I've competed a lot of against a lot of the Division One athletes, and and I always always did well, held my own, and um, yeah, wrestling is one of those harder sports uh, to kind of break off, like you said, division wise, because it is such an individual sport. There's a lot of really great wrestlers who. Uh, didn't have the grades or maybe got in trouble and had to go to an NAI school or junior college or, you know, all that. And it doesn't mean they weren't great wrestlers. They just, you know, one of those situations. So I felt like I would have competed and, and done well. And if I would have been in a room, a division one room, I feel like I, I still could have competed for a national title there too. I agree. Now I, I do got to say when you made your call out to Dana White, you were like, Dana White, I'm a national champion, undefeated, I'm Paige Van Zandt's man, right? That kind of ruffled, people were like, oh my God. Do you look back and be like, maybe I shouldn't have went that way? Were you laughing when you wrote that? Do you take that seriously? or Because it was a little bit like, uh, really? Yeah, so Paige does a, a, a good bit of my social media stuff. So, you know, she takes care of a lot of that and my <laughs> tweets and all that. And that actually came from her. So, you know, but I'm, I'm not going to – people can say whatever they want to say. And when at the end of the day, you know, they're going to match up with me and it's going to be me and my opponent in the cage and uh, – you know, and I'm going to handle business. So she wrote that? Oh, that is hilarious. All right. All right. Now I give you a lot. Of, okay. Okay. I take back everything I tweeted about you then. Okay. That's amazing. That's, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's hysterical. Now, you guys, you got engaged quick. Uh, when's the wedding? The wedding is September 29th. Wow. So they scheduled jump right to Now, it. I mean, you guys are young. Are people telling you that you're crazy and to wait? Or are people saying go for it? Or are you like, I'm not going to get anything better than this? <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Hey, it, people, people are going to say what they're going to say, but we, uh, we have a strong, a strong bond, and, and we know that we love each other and that we're ready. And, you know, anytime, there's no real right time or whatever. We live together, and, and we enjoy each other so much, and uh, we're both really excited. Now, is it, is it as cute as it is on Instagram where you guys are just, like, dancing during the day and holding hands and, and picking flowers? Or is it just, like, crazy fights? I mean, what's going on there? Tell us the truth. The truth, we have such a great relationship. We rarely ever fight. I mean, 
how can you how can you fight when all day you're training and getting out all this aggression? Yeah. But at the end of the day, we're so exhausted that you know there's not really any any time or like energy spent on fighting with each other. So, you know what you see on Instagram, pretty much what it is, man. Uh, Greg, do you have any questions for this Austin fellow? Seems like a nice guy. No, I think you're great. You know what the thing is? Is like when you know, you know. These guys know. Yeah. You know, and I think that's great. Yeah. Everyone's like, "How did you do it?" And it, listen, so it just that's the way life is. And congratulations, dude. And you guys go for it, man. Are you guys gonna get matching tattoos? Oh yeah, we'll 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 do all that stuff, man. We'll get the matching <laughs> tattoos. We'll do it all. Yeah. Like, hey, Greg, like you said, man. When you know, you know, and we definitely know, and, and yeah. we're so happy and now she excited po- and uh, yeah. Now she posted a picture. She's holding pancakes and she's like, "Look at my new boobs. I'm so happy about them." Was that something that you were like, "Good job, babe," or you're like, "I don't care what you do," or like, how 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 did how did, how did that come about? Uh, my the birthday boob, my birthday boob. What what are we talking about here? Where are we? No, she posted on Instagram really a picture of her new boobs. Like she had implants. Yeah, and, and she's like, "Hey, wait, yeah. that wait, those were for you for your birthday." Yeah, those are uh, yeah, those were <laughs> birthday gifts to me, and and uh, yeah. Nice. That, wow, that was wait. That is the gift that keeps on giving. That's amazing. Now, did you pay but, for those? Birthday hey, gifts. But her body, hey, her body is for her to talk about, and I'm not gonna really go there. Good but, man, uh, that's but, right. You know, but that was that was your birthday boobs. Holy shit, that's amazing. Listen, I never had birthday boobs. That's a, <laughs> I, I had I had birthday boobs, but they were my own boobs. <laughs> Alan, do you ever have birthday boobs? Kid. No, no. Uh, Alan, yet. do you have any questions for this this, this young gentleman? Uh, no, I just been enjoying. What's up, man? It's Alan. We actually have. The, I think we all have the same representation, though. Um, Kyle and Matthew over at uh, at uh, Janice. Rep- doesn't he represent you, Austin? Oh, right on. Yeah, yeah. We're, he's mentioned you a couple of times, man. He had always had real good stuff to say about you and uh, and your wrestling and your oh, fighting Alan. and all, man. Yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Alan Jabon. Oh, Alan. Yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but oh, yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, good to meet you. Or no. good to say hi to you. Yeah, you too, man. Hopefully you can make it down to L.A. He mentioned a couple times that maybe uh, if you guys came down or something, you can come get some sessions in a muscle form or whatnot. So, um, yeah, hopefully that works out one day, man. Be good training partners. Now, do, uh, do you have any advice for this uh, young yeah, gentleman? Absolutely. Any advice? And yeah. and, and, and what, what and, category? And I'm on number one. He's, just, he's getting married. I mean, you have yeah, a hot you've wife. you a married guy. For you're a, a married guy uh, as far as getting into the UFC and fighting and everything else. Uh, I, I'm not really an advice giver. I don't think I'm in a position to do that. He knows what he's doing. He's uh, we fighter, dog, he's any advice for Austin? Oh, this be, yeah, this should be uh, good. This should be real good advice. No, just, just keep training, dude. I'm sure you're going to make it someday, dude. Uh, <laughs> that's it, man. <laughs> hey, well, you know what the thing is? I'm you're from Alaska, so you grew up in Alaska, right? Yeah, I grew up in Alaska. Alaska, because I played up there. I performed in Alaska many times. It seems to me you have one of two paths in Alaska. Because the winter's so long, you either become an alcoholic or a gym rat. (laughs) It seems like those are the two choices. Yeah, that's true. Is that right? That's true. That's true. Hey, that—that basically, it's either yeah, either a gym rat or a a fisherman. My actually, my brother 
is a crab fisherman in Alaska. He was on the Deadliest Catch a few seasons oh, nice. and did all that. So he and I kind of went different paths. But you went to the gym. You're well, working out. You have, the, you have the Deadliest Catch as well. Uh, <laughs> so. But yeah. <laughs> well, listen, Austin, man. Yeah, you're obviously you're a great fighter. You're a great guy. Uh, obviously treating her page very, very right. She seems happier than she's ever been. Uh, keep up the good work, man. I'm happy for both you guys. It's it's a uh, it's it's really sweet what you guys have, man, and uh, and nothing but love for you, man. Awesome, thank you so much, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, and uh, yeah, great to talk to you guys all. Anytime, take care, brother. Take care, man. Take it easy, brother. All right, later. All right, that was Austin Vanderford. Y'all believe him or what about the tweet? Mm. About that that she's tweeting? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah make, now now it makes total sense. That's Actually. funny. That's funny that she answered the phone and, and she does a lot of the social media. <laughs> Yeah, but he got the birthday. But that's book. trust. Yeah. That's that's trust. That's when you hand your lady your phone, yeah. give her the password. That's yeah. trust right there. Well, me and my wife, mm. we have shared locations. I turned on by accident, and now she and, <laughs> and, and, and now she and now and you can't turn it off. Never turn it off. She knows. Then it'd be sneaky if yeah. you turned it off. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, you mean she could track you? That thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it tells you where crazy. you are. It tells you like if you go to a strip club, it says experiment rhino. Like it knows exactly. Oh, uh, yeah, trouble. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you know okay. what? Maybe, maybe. Well, you don't really go to those places. It's the best thing for you. I have nothing to worry about. Like I'm, I'm right. working. I'm an open but book. then it keeps you aligned. It keeps you even if you had that that off day and you were going to make that bad decision. Yeah, you know the track <laughs> the tracking device is always my, on. Or I could just turn my phone off. Uh, <laughs> but but, uh, but yeah, so, so uh, I like that guy. That kid, I, he's the only guy that says that could say I want. He said I want to beat his ass, but it still sounded like he was smiling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like he was still happy. Like yeah, I want to beat his I hope like, he doesn't. I hope, like, I hope he doesn't get mad. I can actually see where, where you know, people are like, "Oh, how did that guy get Pedro's in?" But you can tell he's got great energy. You know, yeah. like he's a positive guy. Mm-hmm. I hope she doesn't and get I, mad about the birthday boob. But but she posted him on Instagram. So yeah, look at I'm my, sure he's not at all. You know, I was trying to phrase it in the way where I didn't disrespect. How often his. do you do this, Adam? Where you tell a joke. And then, you, or you tweet something out, and then you, and then you second guess yourself all the time. Yeah. All, all the time. time. All so, the time. So Adam randomly the other day, he's like, "Hey man, how you doing? I hope your night's getting better." And I was like, "Oh, that's nice of him." <laughs> and then I checked Twitter, and he's like, "Alan Joe man out of the fight because uh, he hurt his neck taking selfies or something." I was like, "Oh, he was <laughs> oh, making up. He was backtracking." Yes. And he probably does that he all the time. Apologizing yeah. in advance. <laughs> I, actually, that happened. you do that to everyone that you? No, no, no. Only if I really know the person. <laughs> like, like I, even today, like Nick Newell's fighting tonight, and I put like Nick Newell has one arm. Yeah. I go, wow, he, you know, he's got amazing. What you're doing with one hand is amazing. Most amazing, amazing is Bisbing, who won the title with no hands. Yeah, uh, there you go. So it's really more a shot at Bisbing. Yeah, yeah, shots at Bisbing, right? Yeah. But, but, but I know, but. I'm like, oh shit! I hope Pisbing doesn't get pissed. But then his his kid liked it, Callum oh, yeah. Pisbing. <laughs> <laughs> but I kind of didn't get that one because he's kinda... got no hands as far as like hands, like strength, like oh power oh, or power because, because power. power. Okay, he does have power. He knocked out. I'm Rock not Hulk. trying to make the joke. Not a, but but he is kind of like, he's kind of more of a boxer. You know? A lot That's of my. What jokes, I was thinking when yeah. I when I I was like. But isn't he? He's not really a grappler. He's a he's, he's a, more boxer. Of a boxer. But he never yeah. really was known for his punching power. You uh, fucked up, dude. You fucked but he, up. But he won a title. Yeah, he did because the from guy his punching his, power. Because the, the guy put his chin out, going, "This guy's but not still, gonna hurt me." Again, that is what the problem I had with it was like. Yeah. But I thought all he had was his hand. He right, boxed the fuck out of Kung Lee. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, but that was. Um, but his son still liked it. Like, yeah, fuck you, did. <laughs> um, so Nick Newell is fighting tonight. He, he yeah. does have a shot, and I kind of feel bad for his opponent a little bit because look, Nick Newell. 
Obviously, he went like 13 and one. It's a lose lose. His only opponent. his only win- losses to Justin Gaethje. We see how good Gaethje's doing, but everyone in the world's rooting for him because mm. also his shot. And it's sort of now his opponent has become the bad guy. Yeah. When he just took the fight against Nick Newell. You know what I feel like? I was just looking at. I saw on uh, Instagram Dana White just posted like a little promo video promoting Nick Newell. And uh, yeah, they do a little bit of this stuff promoting the Contender Series, but Dana's notorious for sometimes. I don't know if this is uh, pre thought out or if it's just him uh, backtracking, but you know, like kind of like girls will never be in the UFC, and then all of a sudden, Ronda Rousey's the next biggest thing who he's pushing. Same thing with Nick Newell. He's just like, you know, I don't want him, or he's got one arm. What are people going to say if I put a one arm guy? And, I, and you're thinking, well, you put CM Punk. You put other people who no, are four or less. There was a guy who had no arms and no legs that was fighting. Oh, that's who we were talking that's about? That's who you talked about. But he, we brought up Nick Newell before, too, and they said, Nick Newell, he go, dude, really? if this guy gets seriously hurt, what are you going to say? Oh, he, he was the he, other guy that had no arms and no legs that was fighting. That guy I know you're talking about, yeah. But they but, um, kicking. But I he feel like he was almost kind of like letting the, the, the pot boil, like on this Nick Newell thing. I feel like Nick Newell's. Wins his fight tonight, uh, the UFC is really going to back him. I feel like it'll be another guy, even if he doesn't do great in the UFC, it'll be like a Sage Northcutt type guy that uh, they could that is going to get following. He's going to win or lose. He's going to attract viewers because of he's so unique. But Nick retired last year. I, he said he was done with fighting. I don't Did really he? understand. Like, I I like Nick Newell a lot. He's been on the show plenty of times, but he was a good wrestler and a great guy, and he has a gym and this and that. But he uh, retired after his loss, though. Correct. No, he won a fight. Oh. There, was, there was a W, back then it was the WSOF card. Yeah. That was one of the funniest things. It was like, cra- like funny if you hadn't watched fighting because it was like Matt Hamill, Nick Newell, and then that guy that was a crime fighter, like oh, all yeah, back to yeah, back yeah. to back. So the, number one, you have a guy who's deaf. So okay, he's fighting. Then you put on a guy with one arm. And then there was a guy that used to dress up as a superhero. <laughs> like, and, if, and if you... But the, but the WSF didn't capitalize on this. That's what they should have done. But if you don't know fighting and you're like, oh, I'll just stumble upon this, you're like, what the fuck is going on yeah. right yeah. now? Like, and then there were two brothers fighting on the same card, too. I was, I think that was a different card, but it was like a Crazy. little strange. You think about it, UFC 1 didn't start out much differently. They had a bunch of... Yeah, Sideshow acts, but they wouldn't have a deaf guy and a guy with one arm, and then a, a guy who was a, a crime fighter yeah. at, at night dressed up as a superhero, like he was <laughs> fucking like what's that? What was the name of that? That was one of my favorite ones. The guy McLovin was in. What was he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What was that? Um, uh, Sup- no, what was the one where was the little girl, yeah, it girl, yeah. and Nicolas Cage was in it? And that was one of my favorite. Oh, one. Uh, yeah. Um, what was that one called? Shit. <laughs> that one was great. That was really the girl funny. Girl was like Chloe Moretz or whatever and was number the one. Girl and number two and was good too. Number two was actually really good yeah, also. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, Kick Ass. Kick Ass. Kick Ass. That was a good series. That was a great one. No, yeah. it was very good. Yeah, that was Nick Nolte. He was so Nick uh, Cage was Nick so Cage, funny. Yeah, dude, Nick Cage is like his kid is like insane now. But back in the day, his kid wanted to wrestle, and there was no wrestling team in like Beverly Hills, so he funded the whole team just All to right. give it just to give his kid a, a team to play. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty. It's nice to have that option, right? You know, Nick Cage is either great or just laughably bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's one or the other. There's no in between. Yeah. You know. So PFL was last week. I think they're putting all their money into like the million dollar prizes and none of it into advertising because they had a great card. But once again, no one knows about it. I know I about it know because about I had it. friends that were on it. Was and it broadcast anywhere? Yeah, it's on NBC Sports. I don't oh. even know the results. And it's on Facebook Live. And I look up, and there's 1,200 people watching this. 1,200 people 
on Facebook Live. For a million dollar prize. Yeah, and each weight class, a million dollars. Oh, people, my like, God. Wow. I'm like, what are they doing? Did but, you see, they didn't Lance Palmer fight? Did they they had some great cards. So Sean Jordan, he fought. He lost to the Huggy Bear. He had to lose weight to make heavyweight the last fight. He came in overweight at heavyweight. Uh, Sean Jordan, at one point, knocked out the Black Beast. I mean, he was... He really oh. fell off. Oh, Sean Jordan, the, yeah. uh, the guy from Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, the guy who does backflips and shit. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't remember. His career is not... He looked like he was completely out of shape. Daniel Gallimore, I know him. He did one of my, my comedy shows. Big Kansas heavyweight was going for go-go plotters as a heavyweight. Mm. He lost his fight, but looked good. Kevin Tiller, he goes by Mama's Boy. That's his nickname, Mama's Boy. And he's got this like big black mama uh, mm. like, who like, who's hilarious, screaming. He beat Jared Rochelle by a guillotine. Rochelle was like an all-American wrestler. Oh, oh yeah. Two yeah. or three-time all-American wrestler. And then at the end, he was like, they're like, what are you going to do with the million dollars? And he's like, I'm going to buy my mama some weed. Nice. I, or he said, I'm going to buy her a weave. Wait, I, was I don't understand this, what he said. This Both was, are good presents. <laughs> this was the final fight for the million or <laughs> this no? This was all on the undercard. Oh. <laughs> on the main card, Steven Seiler beat Almeida. But I mean, that, uh, they didn't give away a million bucks at the end of every fight, did no, they? No, no, no. They're just still in rotation to win yeah, the yeah, yeah. Okay. So Steven Seiler won. Um, uh, he actually... Uh, uh, and then what's the name's... Boy lost. Your boy, Mike Perry's boy lost. Nicholson, Alex Nicholson. Oh, yeah. He got knocked out. I would wait. I know it was a good fight, though. He's big, right? He lost to Philip Lins. He was talking a ton of shit. But this is like a 205 or heavyweight? Might have been 205. Bro, I saw, if it's the same guy I'm thinking of, I saw that guy in wherever my last fight was, San, Sandy, uh, Orlando, at the coffee shop, him and his wife. And dude, that guy is huge now. Yeah, yeah. That guy is a. Beast, he beat uh, he beat what's his name Rico Rodriguez at heavyweight on the Cam Soda fighting. He was like kind of a they skinnier like a porn, one. They were advertising porn on and Cam fighting Soda? on Cam Soda. He was like a middleweight at one point in the UFC, I think. But when I yeah. saw him, dude, he was, he was like joked up. He, he knocked out Nick Hewn his last fight, uh, oh, yeah. and so then he came back and, and lost his fight. Steven Siler beat Almeida, but there was no the second event in a row where the guy didn't tap and the ref stops the fight mm. and the guy is like looking at him oh like, I saw something about that yeah and then Andre Harrison won again he's 19-0 now and Lance Palmer looked great so that was a fucking great card but no one knows about it did you see our girl Heather in, yeah uh, Heather Invicta? Joe Clark won it in Victa uh-huh. she won her oh, fight oh Heather won oh hey she won her hey! fight started crying afterwards Connor's in the ring probably because she missed me and they don't interview her oh mm. I'm like what, what? Are you yeah uh, but there's another girl who won. Uh, was that Kate Henson or something like Felicia that? Felicia Spencer. This girl's is five and zero. Oh. She's a sixth grade algebra teacher, and she looks like a badass. She wants to fight Megan Anderson, who was there. Yeah, that's the girl I'm thinking of. And then Jin Yu Fry won again. So it was a good event. Victor was good. In uh, bare knuckle boxing, Phil Baroni is take, fighting Chris Lieben. I, you got. I want to see that. In bare knuckle boxing, I really boxing? want to see that so bad. Jeez, <laughs> you're gonna break your fucking hands on on uh, Chris Lieben's head. Yeah, I know. Who do you think's gonna win? Uh, Lieben. Well, really? it depends. I don't know. I mean, I, I, who knows what these guys are doing? Or when's the last time they fought? At <laughs> what they look like right now? But Lieben is just his head is the size of you know our uh, bodies. Uh, Kendall Groves signed with bare knuckle boxing. What? Kendall Groves now doing bare knuckle boxing. The oh spider. wow. I don't know why, but good for him, I think. You saw the last event, right? The last yeah, yeah. boxing one? It was I didn't awesome. watch it, but just seeing the guys after the fight, um, yeah, they were like, oh, this is one of the best fights in history, but these guys are probably dead today. That was like a month ago when that fight uh, happened. <laughs> <War> Mich- <laughs> it takes so much damage, bro. 
Their faces, their hands were broken. Their so, every- so here's the poster for the next Bare Knuckle Boxing 2. Rowdy Beck's on the cover. She's the, she's the champ. Um, it's Can't gonna wait be... to top line the Bare Knuckle fighting. Uh, also <laughs> fighting on this. It's in Biloxi, Mississippi. Uh, Crazy Horse Bennett is fighting on the card. Oh, wow. Tony Lopez, Chris Lytle. That's who was on the last no, one. No, but the, the, <laughs> Tony other, the undercard, though, is all bum fights, though, no, right? No, it's Shoemaker bum versus fights. Jackson. All the undercard is jo- like... Joey uh, Beltran versus Adams. Joey 40-ounce <laughs> versus Mickey Pease himself. <laughs> that's, that's in one of those undercard bum fights. Uh, they have Trash Can Willie. <laughs> Trash Can Willie. Is taking on uh, Night Train. <laughs> so that's going to be a great one. My money's on Night Train, if I'm being honest. <laughs> and then uh, War Machine got engaged in prison. Nice. N- nice? Wait. Really? Wait a minute. To someone <laughs> gauge, else dude. in prison? No, no. To a girl. Outside of prison. Outside of oh, prison. Okay. Yeah, no, so not, that requires... No, no. Not otherwise, that. a lot's going on in that story. <laughs> for us. We would have to unpack that one headline at a no, time. A girl, a girl who's actually not that bad looking. Mm. Uh, pretty attractive. Now, I mean, why do you want to get engaged to a guy like War Machine who just domestic violence, almost killed Chrissy Mack? Like, why is he the guy, if you're a female... Because you want someone to beat up your ex-boyfriend. He's not getting out until he's 70. He's what? He's, he's, he's not getting released from prison until he's at least 70. She really? wants to wear the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I'm married. Oh, he's not around. And it was just from writing letters? Yeah, maybe? writing letters and stuff. Jesus Christ. What is it about these girls? There's like a website, like plentyofconvicts.com. Yeah. Like, no, there really is one. I don't yeah. know. Or you can meet someone in prison. Yeah. Convicts only. Yeah, yeah convicts, convicts only. only. Yeah. Like, why? Like, what is it about? Is it like a mental illness, you think? Uh, maybe it's something uh, about the commitment level that they're comfortable with. I mean, Jeffrey Dahmer got married like three times. And then the other guys. Richard Yeah, Ramirez, but he kept too. promising to eat them out. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, rack it up. There and it then is. the uh, the uh, Menendez brothers are both married. Yeah. Some women that I don't know, I think it's a combination of you know the the pity the, thing, you know, the, the ultimate life. bad boy. <laughs> the ultimate. He's, a, he's a lifer. Yeah. We'll never meet. And the lack of desire to have someone actually in their life on a daily basis. <laughs> really? think they feel safe. Uh, like, hey, listen, he can't ruin my life for me. Or maybe that, they also think that it's the easy like when they die, they'll Get money. They they'll whatever. get every. They'll they'll yeah. be the only beneficiary. But look, guy like War Machine doesn't have any money. Might have something, man. Might have some money in the account or bought I mean, a house at one point, some assets, and then they get married and he dies he off. Do, I remember day. he used to do porn. He used to email girls like DMs his own porn and be like, "This could be you," and it, it actually worked. I know a chick that banged them. I think that's what it is, man. <laughs> I think they're thinking, "Fuck it, I'll just marry this guy and then go around and sleep with whoever I want, and then hopefully this guy gets picked off in jail one day, and I'll." I'll be the beneficiary. I can see like the Menendez brothers. Deep. I can see that. I can see that for the Menendez brothers. Just came to me. But like Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, who's taking Dahmer's (laughs) money? Yeah, I mean, because they're gonna do stories. All right, Dahmer's gotta have some money, right? So this week, uh, (laughs) from the publishing rights to something. I mean, something. This cheek week, one championship, uh, which is this Thursday night. It's uh, Kevin uh, Martin win against Kevin Bellingham, but Aoki's fighting on it. Shin Aoki against Shannon Werrichat. Also, Henzo Gracie's fighting. What? Against Yuki Kanda. Wait, a real fight? What are we talking about? I, I think it might be grappling, but okay. he's on the. Th- it doesn't say grappling. He can't be fighting. <laughs> Henzo, Henzo Gracie? Yeah. <laughs> it says Henzo Gracie. What? Versus Yuki Kanda. But this is in Japan. In Japan. Okay, because. And Gary Tonin is fighting. 
Rahul Raju on that same card. On the card. same card. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. Gary Tonin is fighting MMA now. Yeah, it's an MMA card. It's but in, in, in Japan, <laughs> sometimes it's like half kickboxing, half grappling. Half. Yeah, Henzo Gra- how old is Henzo Gracie at this point? God, he's got to be... I don't, I don't want to say the wrong number, and then he come over here and kick all our ass. At least in his 40s. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He just walks in. He, right, he just comes in. He's like, right. Fuck, he's, he's right there. Japan. Yeah, I know. I, I, I would just be like, play dead, Greg. Just play dead. Yeah. <laughs> also, James, on, on Thursday, on Friday night, LFA, James Nakashima, who's 6-0, and taking on Kyle Stewart. That's good. Uh, also, uh, a very black name, Deshaun Boatwright. That's a cool name, right? <laughs> uh, against uh, Matt Sennelsberger. And then uh, that's on LFA. Uh, this week on UFC, Ooh. Calgary, Eddie Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, mm-hmm. the rematch. Uh, I'm picking. You know you want to go with Alvarez. I want to go with Alvarez, but I think Poirier's got it. Yeah, yeah there it is. There's the truth. I got Poirier, yeah. You're a Louisiana Poirier. guy? Are you, yeah. you guys friends? I'm going to root for yeah. Alvarez because I want to root for the guy I like. I like Eddie too. So I'm going for Alvarez. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sit here and root for some. Jeremy guy Stevens to... versus Jose Aldo. I actually like. That's him. a hard one, dude. It's hard to pick that one. Just because of the momentum that Stevens has had, I'm gonna go yeah. with him. I'm picking Aldo. Me too. I'm going Stevens. You want to get versus Torres? Junjunchek, fist of fury, tiny little fist of fury. Is it you want like a, a minus one thousand, or no minus one thousand favorite? Really? Something, no something way. Like that. That's the really? case. I'm picking Tisha. Uh, is crazy in your parlay odds. that you're going to lose because you actually put money on it. <laughs> yeah, OAM is faking, uh, taking on Alex Hernandez. Alexander Hernandez. I don't know either of those guys. Alex Moreno. I know him, right? Against Jordan Mean. Austin Arnett. Jordan Mean? Mean, yeah. Man, he's still fighting? He's still fighting. God, he's, like he's, he goes he's, away for like a he's, year he's or two. He's your weight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's fighting I diabetes. I haven't seen him fight <laughs> in years. I don't know fighting. anything about it. I'm just kidding. Just and then Austin Arnett. I like diabetes, him. Diabetes. Taking on Hakeem Dawadu. Who everyone's talking big stuff about, like this guy's the next big thing. Trained with Conor McGregor, got knocked out in like a minute, his first fight in, oh, but yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Uh, Cajun Johnson's taking on Islam Makachev. Uh, that's on the main card and on the uh, the prelim. McDessie versus Ross Pearson. Oh, Ross Pearson. Yeah, here's oh, a guy McDessie. that you—that's th- a name you expect to hear in the bare knuckle box. <laughs> yeah. Yes, like, like how is he? This guy. Every time I see him, I'm like. How yeah. I, I, did they? I think he may beat, he may beat McDessie though. It's just when I see his him physically, I'm like, dude. Alexis Davis versus Caitlin. Let your Superman. face alone, man. You've taken <laughs> enough. Like, Brandon Marcos versus Nina Ansara. I got a lot of respect for the guy. I mean, he's still in there. He's still doing it. But it's yeah, always amazing that he's fight. still in there. And Which still one, doing Randa? Yeah, yeah. Randa Nina's a good fight. Yeah, it is. They say Nina beats up everyone at uh, at ATT, but she uh, sometimes doesn't put it together in fights. Her, her girlfriend is uh, the champ. Amanda Nunes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for that. But Marcos sometimes wins the fights. I think she's going to lose. Nunes, she's cool. Loses the fights to win. Also, uh, Ryzen, uh, this, this fight I want to see. Takanari Gomi taking on Melvin Gallard. It's a good fight. Ryzen FF11. You're not excited about that fight? Melvin Gallard? Gomi? No. A little past our prime. Have they, have they, played, have they fought before? No, but Gallard's like... The guy that like should have no. been the greatest fight ever, but I, like the worst I, fight I could. Right. Yes. And Gomi's the guy that just couldn't put it together in the UFC, but still amazing legend. Gallardo, he just seemed uh, to always let his emotions get the better of him. Yeah, of course. Uh, but yeah, he's fighting in so that. Yeah, and then Mike Perry versus Cerrone. Ooh. Um, and are you your take on that? I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that, man. Um, 
good fight either way. I think it's going to be a good fight. Thanks, Joe. But yeah. who do you think is going to win? I think Mike Perry is going to win. I want Cerrone to win. I think he's going to outclass him, but Perry looked great in his last fight. Yeah. But aren't they both the Jacksons now? This is the thing, though. Perry, Perry looked good in his last fight, but... Um, Felder's a beast. He did break his arm in the first round. But, too. yeah, Felder is a 55er who went up in weight, and Felder's a big 55er. But I'm just saying, Perry probably had a decent size, uh, size advantage, uh, weight advantage maybe. Um, although I talked to Felder, and I was surprised how much he weighed. But nonetheless, Felder went up in weight, and he broke his arm in the first round and still went to a decision against Perry. So it's kind of like Perry looked good, but shit, man, like, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from Felder because Felder's a damn beast. But, man, you're fighting a smaller guy with a broken arm, and he didn't put him away. So. I feel like you laid out the game plan on how to beat Mike Perry, though, right? Yeah, kind of gave the blueprint. Um, I don't know, man. I, 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 think, I think Cowboy could pick him apart um, as long as he just keeps his range. You can't go in range with, um, with uh, now, Perry. Are, uh, now, are Mike... Are Mike Perry's fans still attacking your Instagram feed or Twitter feed? Oh, I don't know. I don't care anymore. I, I, that, 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 that boat has sailed. I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I don't even like have beef with uh, Perry anymore. It's fun to watch. He's a fun guy to watch fight. Now, what, um, aren't they both the Jacksons now? So what happens now with Greg Jackson? That's what's kind of weird too, man, because like same thing with Paul Felder. Paul Felder was at Jackson's in Cowboys training camp for a long time. And uh, so that must have been kind of weird. But uh, Would you ever fight a guy in your training camp? I mean, it would have to be the right fight, the right money. You know what I mean? If it was like your your partner that you're going against all the time, that'd be a little weird. But, you know, people are in camps, and they sometimes never even cross paths. So right. Uh, right, 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 right. I assume it's like that. Because Cowboy trains predominantly, from what I hear, at his own BMF ranch or whatever. He doesn't really go to Jackson's, probably except for like sparring there or something. So who knows? But I was kind of jealous about that fight. It's a big fight. Uh, for Cowboy, I mean for um, for uh, Mike. Yeah, I hope I hope Cowboy wins. Though I mean I, I I know people like Perry and he's a good guy. He's misunderstood, but I don't know. <laughs> he's misunderstood. I don't know. I just can't get behind. Is it his use of the N word? <laughs> that, that doesn't that doesn't turn me on to him. Uh, and I just feel like when he, when he was break dancing when Ellenberger was knocked out, that, that was just yeah. That one was go, a little go, bit. Go, go check on your the guy you just knocked out. Yeah, I, I know you're happy, but just break dance afterwards. Yeah, you know? yeah, but I mean, it may be that he was—he wasn't like break dancing at him. He was—he <laughs> wasn't like you know, like he was yo, doing, he was know, doing backflips like, off excited. his off his forehead. He was like using his forehead. <laughs> no, he like, yeah, maybe. I, I have no reason to not like <laughs> Mike was, Perry. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, he was just excited. By I mean, the way, Ellenberg is fighting Brian Barbarena. Yeah, he had a, ba, ba, he had ba, a quick ba. turnaround, uh, Ellenberger, and I think it was just because you know he got hit with that liver shot, so he wasn't injured. Just uh, yeah. Do you think that's smart for him to fight? Look, man, I I, I, th- I, th- I think maybe he wants to go out. I think a lot of these guys want to go out on a win. Yeah, and I think the last that loss haunts him. The, but then you see guys like like Jens Pulver and Gary Goodrich, where they or they lose seven or eight in a row or mm. nine of the last ten, and you're like, man. Well, was this worth it? Mm-hmm. I mean, when, when, you, when he got knocked out by Mike Perry with that fucking elbow, he was out for a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Jake's a nice guy, and I, I love Jake, and I don't want to see him get knocked out. No, he's a great guy. Mm-hmm. At the same time, Barbara is not exactly uh, a power puncher. Yeah. So it's not a bad matchup for him. Um, ben Saunders, as you know, is a, probably a really tricky guy to fight. You got a long, tall guy, Muay Thai his best thing in my, when, when I was preparing for Ben was don't clinch with him. And I'm comfortable in the clinch. 
But I was like, just don't clinch with him because his knees go seven feet high and there's no point in even giving him giving him that window. And so I just always aborted every time he clinched. But then Jake initiated the clinch. And I know he was trying to wrestle, but still he put him in a clinch position and ate a knee and the fight was over. Man, yeah. He just can't be in that position. With, the, with, the thing uh, about that ben. guy also, he's dangerous off his back. He's one of those dudes that like yeah. is a high level. There are certain guys that really adapt to that Eddie Bravo 10th planet I always game. knew Ben was going to be a killer if he came over and did the rubber guard stuff because when I was watching him in Bellator 10 years or however when he first got to Bellator and he was throwing up rubber guard but he didn't know what he was doing I was like fuck if he came here and had somebody tell him ABC this is the order to do it he'd be a killer and, and sure there's enough. certain guys like him that can do it other guys go to pull guard or like like my friend Smolino who fought in the PFL I love Smolino but he was winning his fight against a guy who's fighting actually Vinny Magalish. He was uh, yeah. the champion of former champion of Bellator. He was in mount mm-hmm. and he kept giving up mount to go for ankle locks. I hate stupid shit. And like getting out of mount and Jeez. and then getting mounted himself. The guy was it was the second round, the guy was bloody, sweaty, and I'm like there's a guy who Probably in jujitsu class, this works amazingly, right. and this is a great technique if there were no strikes involved. But he, I, in my opinion, he lost the fight either because of his love for jujitsu. Right, either too much jujitsu in his ear or just inexperience. Because you see young guys do that; they're like, oh, "I'm going to go for you know a, a flying triangle or something." When you have a dominant guy, a position, a guy against a cage or whatever, it's like it's it's more about the position and the percentages. But you don't learn those percentages unless you've either studied a shitload of fighting by watching it, or you're in the in there in the cage. And I think it's like I think a lot of times you get these guys who are really good at one type of martial art. Like Smolino was a great boxer, and then they pick up jujitsu or they pick up or like Ronda picked up boxing. It's like a new toy. Right. It's a it's new like, toy. Oh my and god! They fall in love with oh it. My, and all I they can... want to do is use the new toy. And then you saw so that with with uh, with Koscheck and that overhand right. Yeah. Where you're like, dude, you took you're a division one national champion. Yeah. You have that overhand right, but no one to use it. And a lot of these guys, they don't know when to use it. And I, look, I mean, look, I'm watching from my couch. They know a lot better than I know how to fucking use this stuff. But if I was Smolino's coach, and I'm like, all right, you got a guy in mounted position. You farted. You Do not give it up to go for a heel hook. You know. Are you fighting over there? Oh, he farted. It might be him. Oh, okay. Never mind. My, uh, my dog. Yeah, this guy definitely farted earlier. My apologies. No, I didn't fart. Oh, the dog. Oh, the dog farts all the time. Yeah, he got right up on here and immediately farted in my face. Dude, you, by the way, his dog is <laughs> the funny. in the middle of the promos. Alan, so I, I didn't want to fuck you Alan, I think of your dog actually a lot. My old dog or my new dog? Your old dog. Oh, get busted? Yeah. Dude, this dog is like... It's like a bu- American bulldog, right? English bulldog. English, yeah, but they and were both got a little like 60 pounds overweight, right? <laughs> and he comes into the podcast and snores. Like, you could hear him in the other room, right? One of those comedy clubs. I'm so. like, geez, like nothing more than you want to hear snoring during the entire podcast, right? You know what's funny? So then he His takes- name was Buster, but I would call him Bubba, you know? And then Bubba was doing the podcast with us. And I was oh. like, Bubba, Bubba, Bubba. Yeah. <laughs> Bubba kept Dude, looking at him. Then Alan takes his legs to drag him out. And he remains sleeping while he's being <laughs> dragged out. Yeah. I'm like, this is, that is the cutest, coolest yeah. dog. Then you said someone came and robbed you yeah. and broke into your house. Which, I mean, you had like, like a fighter's house, the last guy. Well, I was living in an upstairs apartment at the time, and they put a ladder to my balcony and climbed the ladder, came into what? my and they, and they went in my house, and, and when they stole my bike, uh, <laughs> and my dog was sleeping right there the whole time. Did nothing. Shit. Dog didn't even didn't get up, up, didn't even 
He just like the dog did yeah. absolutely nothing. The like dog was like, "Hey guys, it. Keep, keep it down, <laughs> keep it down, <laughs> keep it down." I'm trying to sleep over you. I yeah. fucking hate that. Take bike. the bike and get the fuck out. <laughs> so, Wean Dog, we have not talked about your sex life. We're gonna wrap up the show. My non-existent sex Why, life. What's going dude? on? Oh, he sounds less happy about it this week. It's freaking bullshit. Why? But, what happened? Because my girl, <laughs> my girlfriend. I've been dating this girl for like four or five months now, but she's a virgin. And she like wants to like have like a special moment with like the person that she loves to take her virginity or whatever, right? Yep. So I'm I'm respecting that. I'm not pushing it or anything like that. I'm like not trying to rush anything for her because I mean I'm respectful. I really like this girl. Yep. But it's like, come on, you gotta at least you know jack me off or something like that. <laughs> does you're jack- right about that. Wait, does she jack you or off? Or use her mouth or something? Yeah, exactly. Be like, listen. Be like, listen. Do you like playing dice? And she'll say yes. Go. Well, you got to practice your role and then just put your <laughs> dick right there. No, but I mean, yeah. So it's kind of rough. Uh, yeah, I love playing dice. That's so cool. Co- All the girls are saying it. <laughs> you haven't been to the hood. So cool. Right, okay, now. craps. All right, so wait. So I love dice. Wait, so you haven't got a hand job from her? Oh, yeah, for sure. But it's not like, I don't even really like hand jobs, really. Nobody knows because we can do it. It sucks, dude. Yeah, sucks. we can do a hand job. Yeah, but she's very, like, a very, like, insecure, so like, no, to wait, herself kind of girl. So like, no, like, blowjob? No, not really. I, I've gone down on her. I don't even like getting blowjobs, to be honest with you. But you, you want to screw. I want to. Mm, so for me, it's all about her pleasure because that's what turns me on. Right. That's why I'm a dominatrix at the same time. <laughs> like you know the Fifty Shades of Grey shit. That's me, dude. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean you're a dominatrix? Like I'm the I'm the <laughs> dominant person. That, that doesn't. That's not. That, that's he wears not leather heels. heels. Fifty Shades of Grey. He wears leather heels, leather panties. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Right. That's not what it means, dominatrix being the dominant person. You know that, right? Yeah, I mean, well, my my girlfriend, she's a submissive, right? And I like that. Yeah. You know, so I want to tie her up. She likes bondage stuff. That's what I'm planning to do. uh, Have you tied her up yet? No, 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 because... We very rarely have time like alone. Yeah, and when we ever, she did, we, did, she, did she have brain surgery recently? Yeah, she did just have brain surgery. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you don't want to tie her up because there's of that? a lot going on here. There's a there's a there's many layers to this relationship. Right. First, her brain's got to heal. Yeah, but I'm excited. <laughs> then like, she has to remember who you are, and then fall in love. It with once you. the amnesia <laughs> And this up. happens every day. Yeah. Wait, is her brain healed yet? Yeah, I mean, there's just a big scar in her head. It's no big deal. <laughs> Wait, it's that's no, good. Okay, good. Wait, so she's healing. What do you mean it's no big deal? Now, it's is no her hair just shaved in one patch or is there whole one? <laughs> it's just one strip down just her Just one head. strip. Okay, yeah. that's good. That's good. It's like we'll be sitting there and she'll, she'll pull off a big ass scab with like stitches inside the scab and there's like this hair in the scab. So just pull it off and be like, oh my God. And I'll be like, that's disgusting, dude. Wait, why is she pulling off the stitches? Because they fall out. Right. They just fall out naturally. Because it's supposed to. Yeah, they dissolve, right? Okay, all right. So, not, they don't dissolve. They actually just fall out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, okay, so she's a little with her parents. Have you had time alone in your car? Or? Oh, yeah. Like, when our, in the beginning of our relationship, that's all we would do. Finger blast in the car. Finger in the car. You know. You, now, well, listen, you got to give her time, man. She's gone through a real of course, experience of course, there. So. Of course. Well, you got you know to get, I mean? get her like, really, really wet, though, also. To the point where she's I like, think you could do that. I, I believe in your ability to make her wet. But I feel like he's thinking you just need to set her down in a puddle. No, no. Well, that too. But but, <laughs> but I think but I think you have to get her to the point where she is. She's so wet and and ready. She's like, take me. She can't resist the wean dog. We know her favorite thing to do is just kind of fucked up. Her favorite thing to do is like to make me get a boner around her parents. 
Like she'll try to like oh, jack me great. off like with her parents in the same room. Yeah. And I have to like face the wall and like so they don't see me or I have to put a pillow over my lap. Wait, what do you mean? Oh my god. Why are you facing great. the wall? Wait, where she don't see my boner. But wait, wait, where She's her, a where her parents? She likes it. Yeah. Wait, where Dude, her see you're see you're missing the signal. Wait, yet. so you're in the room with the parents? Like I'll be cooking with her mom in the kitchen. I'll be helping her mom cook. And when her mom's not looking, she'll come like and just start jacking my dick and I'll be like, dude, I mean oh, you can keep gross. going, you can for sure keep going, but you better behave, better calm down. Has her, has her mom caught you yet? No way, dude. Alan, has your wife ever jerked you off of her parents? No. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's No, scary. that was a quick no. No. <laughs> it's scary. Even if the answer was yes, the answer is no. Alan, how long did it take for you and your wife to no. fornicate? <laughs> no. Like a month, two months? No. This, this, this one's staying with the nice. wean dog. On, on yeah. this dog. Got it. Uh, yeah, that's man. good. That's a good relationship. <laughs> but see, but here's the thing. I think you're missing the signal here. Clearly... You gotta do it with the parents in the room. No. See, she no. Yeah, this is what turns her Have on. Have you ever the girl the parents in the room? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. I think so. Really? I feel like it happened. Mm-hmm. At least in the very next room with the door open. Um, so I think we've been, I've been caught a few times. But uh, so that's the thing. Clearly, that's what makes her hot is this notion of getting caught. Mm-hmm. And so this is what you gotta bring. In. This is your mm-hmm. angle. See, she's saying, I want to be special and raindrops and everything. But then you get in that situation, like in the beach house, and nothing happens. Yeah. Why? There's no element of danger, man. Yeah. The danger is what she's into. Now, it do- maybe it doesn't necessarily have to be like getting caught by the parents. Maybe it's just like you're out, in, out in, like at a park, and you could get caught mm-hmm. you know, by somebody, and that's yeah, what I happens. Yeah, so I, I think you need, to, you need to focus on the element of danger. But I'm starting to get her back now. Like Whenever we're, we're with her parents, I start to try to finger blast her a little bit. And she always resists, but I always manage to wiggle my way. Well, no matter says, how many well, times she says, she says stop, no, you got to stop, though, right? I mean, she tries what? to. Re- well, when she resists, you have to stop. I mean, not like. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, she, she says, get your hands out of my pants, and what do you do? I just say, I know you like it, and I just. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll massage her vagina on the outside of the pants, because that will, that will work them up, dude. Yeah. Once you work them up, they, there's no turning back. You know, right. they're in the danger zone. So that's when I just make my move, I just slide on in there. Okay, and how's your, and how's your uh, blue belt doing, by the way? Blue, dude, it's good. I went back to jiu-jitsu last night off for a little tiny break. Um, dude, I'm, I'm probably better than I've ever been in my life, man. I'm a savage blue belt, tapping out people. <laughs> Let alone, it's like it's new people that come to the gym that have never had any jiu-jitsu experience. But <laughs> have you ever tapped out a purple belt? I did have tapped out a purple belt last night in a Dars. Uh, tapped out blue belt last what night. What about a brown belt? No, no. Uh-huh. Alan, want to roll really quick? Wow! Right now, you would get me, man. Alan, are you are you, are you a brown belt? He's brown. Mm-hmm. Nice. He was there when I got my blue belt. Nice. Eddie Bravo was there. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that was fun. Nice. All right. All right. Well, what is, is that now? Is, is, J- is Jared? On our hands? Is uh, Jared fighting again or no? I don't think so. Do you know Adam or is Jared fighting again? Carlson. Carl? Man, he's texting me right now. Uh, let me ask him. I don't think so, though, huh? I think he might be playing the jiu-jitsu. Might, some jiu-jitsu he's the best guy that I've ever seen that journeys. that wasn't as successful as a fighter as I thought he'd be. There's a guy at the gym who was just so hard to roll with. Well, with Jared, the problem was he just went pro, man. I mean, everybody did it back in the day, but, you know, he didn't have an AME career. He went straight in, uh, into the pros, and then he kind of realized, okay, I'd like to get some more fights and experience, but he was already at that level, so. Yeah. Well, you know, it's crazy, dude. Uh, did you ever see that show Gigolos? Yeah. On like what was it like Showtime or something yeah. like that? The dude from the show was at Tenth Planet last night training. Uh, Nick Hawk, one of the gigolos? gigolos on the show. Nice. He's a black belt in jujitsu. Really? Yeah. And he's a gigolo in real life. Yeah. Wow. You watch gigolos? Well, those guys are pretty. It's one of my fit, favorite generally. shows. Oh. 
What's that? Dude, those guys are generally pretty fit. All right. Yeah. So what do you got coming up? I got the Paranormal Hour podcast. Um, I might be working at a daycare pretty soon. No. Oh, my yeah. God. Wait. Stop. <laughs> no. Stop the show. <laughs> Yeah. Hold on a second. We gotta we gotta take this deep door. Daycare, dude. What? Okay. Explain us to to us. Don't name the daycare. No, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, wait, tell why, us wait, afterwards. Who's so hiring you to work in a daycare? And what? What? I mean, it, I can't go. Is it your parents? No, no, daycare? no, 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 no. Um, it's just a daycare. Uh, they need some employees, and they're looking for <laughs> students, which will give you a hint to where the daycare is at. But. It's at my school. It's at my school. The daycare is at okay, my school. Okay, okay, okay. It's cool. like for college kids or college people who are going to college need to put their kids somewhere for the day. Okay. And, you know, I'm very good around kids. You know, Adam, yeah, if you need me to watch that. your daughter. Never. Or Alan, <laughs> you know, you need a babysitter. I'm actually pretty good with kids. I believe it. I would, I would, I'd have you watch my kid. We're good. All yeah. right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and then what else you got going on? That's it, my brother. Jiu-Jitsu 10 Planet. Um, come stop by. Got a lot of fans of the show at the... At 10th Planet, or say, like, people come up to me calling me Wean Dog. I have no idea who they are. Oh, nice. Yeah. Probably the cops. All right. And, uh, <laughs> and, and Greg, what do you got going on? This weekend, I will be at uh, Laughs Unlimited in Sacramento. Oh, nice. I'm going to be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday headlining. So join me out there in Sacktown. And then immediately after that, I'll be at the LA Comedy Club at Stratosphere in Las Vegas, Monday through the following Sunday. Nice. Tell so Team Alpha Male to come. What's that? Tell Team Alpha Male to come. And support you. Up in Sacramento? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. You tell them. If anyone's listening <laughs> from Team Alpha Male, come out and see the show. I'll be over there at uh, Laps Unlimited. Alan, what do you got coming up? Uh, after this, I think I'm going to go and take care of the, uh, the podcast, uh, MMA Heat. MMA Heat. Me and Karen didn't do the breakdown yet for the fights last weekend. And uh, so if you guys follow us on that one. That'll be coming out probably this afternoon. And then, uh, man, I'm just trying to take care of my neck. I'm trying to get yeah. this freaking uh, disc back in order. I probably have to get an epidural tomorrow in the neck. It's going to be pretty That's uncomfortable. The epidural in, in the spinal cord uh, and see if that gets rid of the inflammation. I'm trying to do everything possible, uh, impo- everything possible to avoid surgery. So as soon as the neck's healed, man, I'm just trying to fight, 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 fight. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, tomorrow night, Wednesday night, I'm in Anaheim at the uh, Phantom Ales. And then Saturday night, I'm in Montreal, the Montreal Comedy Festival on the LOL Showcase, uh, Laugh Out Loud Showcase. Uh, Thursday the 9th, I'm at the Comedy Store in uh, L.A. And then uh, August 11th, I'm in Alhambra at the Azul Ultra Lounge. Uh, then in Springfield, Illinois, August 30th and 31st, the Blue Room Comedy Club. Chattanooga, Tennessee, September 6th to the 8th. Uh, Rochester, New York, September 20th to the 22nd. And uh, I'm at Laugh Lines in, uh, Van, in New, New Westminster, British Columbia, uh, September 28th and 29th. And then uh, Funny Moan in Des Moines, October 11th to the 13th. And then Omaha, Nebraska, Funny Bone, October 14th. Uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you, Austin. Thank you, Alan. Thank you, Ween Dog. Thank you, Greg. Also, if you're on Amazon.com and you buy stuff off Amazon, go to AdamHunter.com first, click on the banner, then order stuff on Amazon. Uh, I get money from that. Uh, thank you so much, and uh, take care. Trap songs and trap dance. Tunis songs to hook them door pot line. Tavish told them door pot a moral